0: Hello, and welcome back to the new disc colony, the no T low T, but up, 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 boom. new metal discussion podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts. My name is a Ross.
1: What's up? i clots. This oh is Brent.
2: Your other, your other host. This is. It's already straining my voice way too much to, to <laughs> sustain that voice any further. But hi, hello, hi. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been about two weeks since we've last been on the air, but not two weeks since our last record. Nope. Through the magic of recording technology <laughs> and just waiting to put something out. Yep. Uh, Yeah, we're, we're here in real time one week after the last episode it's that we been- recorded. One week since
0: I copied Comedy Bang Bang. And, uh,
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I haven't had a whole lot of time to spend with this particular album we're going Nor to discuss today. <laughs> but uh, I still think it's going to be a good episode. And yeah. to kick off this fantastic episode, let's talk about our drinks for tonight. Last time okay. we had some Mountain Dew varieties that we both tried and uh, with kind of mixed results, uh, even mixing in the two drinks together, yeah. the results were mixed. But tonight, we're going real hard. Oh, shit. The hardest possible I don't know what's drink. happening right now. I don't. You don't? The I audience brought doesn't. I <laughs> water. Exactly. You have water in this thermos. I've got pure black coffee, baby. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I just drink. This is like my breakfast every morning. I, this is leftover from this morning when I did not.
0: It's eight o'clock at night.
2: Yeah? Shit.
0: I you're will. hard, man my no it's just black
2: coffee i was okay so we're having the opposite approach that i was thinking i was this seems very tame to me really Be,
0: yeah mm-hmm. oh coffee? um uh just yeah well you do smoke crack so oh yeah yeah
2: yeah but i do it upside down from my butt because I'm, I'm you gotta bypass the liver yeah. right that's how that's how they get Butt to. chugging yeah of course <laughs> but puffin <laughs> but um yeah so i uh, this is just my leftover coffee from this morning i didn't Damn. get a chance to drink it so i'm going ham tonight yeah i'm feeling a little bit tired but this will it might wake me up we'll see we'll see how this goes
0: but i don't have to work tomorrow so fuck it oh yeah. oh well okay that changes mm-hmm. everything but honestly i would probably do this anyway i don't wow. like to waste things do you not does it not keep you
2: up um Impact your sleep? No. Like, I, uh, sure, I struggled to sleep a lot, but <laughs> I don't think that has anything <laughs> to do with unrelated. No, there's no bearing on this. <laughs> totally unrelated. Damn. Totally unrelated. But, uh, but yeah. So, water, you know, black coffee, the, these, this is the spectrum of which we're yeah. running the gamut tonight. The
0: spectrum of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. white and you're brown. I drink water, you drink coffee.
2: Yeah. That's, that's, this is how we keep the my brownness. Tissue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, man, that's crazy. Because uh, like the only time I ever drink coffee or pff, caffeine, uh, like after about three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. is when I come here to record because oh, I yeah. need a little need a little booster. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I I, I I cut the caffeine off usually around like one or two, but three yeah. is like hard line. Don't same. don't do caffeine after. And if it's a weekend, you know, mm-hmm. I might get crazy and drink a drink a soda. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people make it the wrong idea and think that I am like a soda head. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I really only drink it when I come over here because I, I need the sugar and caffeine. We gotta
2: have something to talk about, right. you know. So yeah. this is this is it. Um, but yeah, I I'm about the same thing. I cut off my like any type of um, caffeinated beverage around 2 o'clock. But, man, tonight, hey, man, we're going to let shit fly, dude.
0: So no, no work tomorrow? No. Nah. You got fired? Yeah. You got a shit can? Yeah. <laughs> Run your mouth too much? <laughs> I walked up to the biggest person in
2: my office, which happened to be the president of the company. I punched him right in the face. Obama? I, uh, and I said, prison rules, bitch. And it's <laughs> like, so I'll see you tomorrow? He's like, don't bother. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Wow. So, yeah. Dude, you're cool. You have to assert dominance when you see an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So I did, and um, look, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So honestly, I kind of won.
0: What are you doing tomorrow?
2: Nothing, just hanging out, editing. Cool, you know, editing this podcast. That's uh, badass, dude. Pretty cool. Pretty pretty excited about, badass, dude. Yeah
0: i gotta go to work tomorrow but then i gotta work from home so it's like you know
2: next time you go to the bathroom you look right in the mirror you punch that motherfucker
0: right in the <laughs> face <laughs> i know mean, i was gonna punch a biggest person at my job i guess it would be me yeah
2: <laughs> shit yeah you gotta do it dude you gotta take yourself out yeah totally I,
0: I i'm really into cock and ball torture so i really just beat the shit out of my cock and balls
2: mm-hmm. i know I've, I've seen your myspace mm-hmm. that's wild
0: <laughs> my, my <spirit. laughs> it's a porn site now. Uh, pretty knows. much everything
2: is now at this point. Yeah,
0: good investment, Justin Timberlake. Uh, That's right. We're going after JT idiot. now. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck Jessica Beale, you fucking oh man, Artard. God, that poor guy. I know has to look at that
2: butterface every day. Oh, Jesus.
0: <sighs> well, this has been the nudist yeah <laughs> I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm. I'm kind of dragging today. I've been having. Yeah. I've been having sleeping troubles lately. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Know. But
2: that's just kind of my. My normal. I feel like when the you weather changes.
0: Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I need to try to get some sleep tonight. Yeah. Uh, I plan on taking drugs when I get home.
2: Let me ask you this.
0: Prescribed. Yeah. Dustin. Bro, I'm gonna double. I'm gonna double up my dose. Oh. Okay. I gotta sleep tonight. <laughs> I have to.
2: Yeah. One dose in the mouth. One in your butt. Yeah. Meet yeah, in the middle. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. That's fine.
0: Yeah. And then it creates a... What's a funny word? What's what's It's a Kalana pin... uh, uh, colonic, uh, uh mm, He's going to
2: Kalana pin you to that damn bed is what hell, it's going to do. yeah. Knock your ass out.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't think of anything right now. That's fine.
2: This, <laughs> yeah. this is going great so this far. This is
0: fantastic. <laughs> Good radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we recorded... Just but a week ago, yes. so we haven't like built up much to. uh There's not like much media to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Hulk fucked Daredevil. that's yes. it. That's all that happened.
2: Honestly, they fucked each other, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. We saw the yellow costume. Oh my god, mm, it was tremendous. A,
0: mm, and he was but, doing some real Daredevil moves too. He was flipping and flipping. By the
2: time this episode comes out, the finale will have happened. Oh yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen it yet at this point, but I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, they brought Thanos back, you know? Uh-huh. Wonder Woman shows up briefly, you know? She, that was weird. She daps up, she Hulk, and you're like, you're strong, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fucking strong. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Megan the Stallion comes back, <laughs> they they do a twerking video, and that's like most of the episode.
0: Oh, man. that's that's kind of like a, a superhero name, Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if... I'd watch her in a superhero. Well, I guess I kind of did. She hulk They should put
2: her in that Lord Shared of the us. Rings movie, or that TV show, and they could call her Megan Stallion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh Was it Power of the Ring? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Or Rings of Power? Rings of Power. Yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. I fell into a burning <laughs> ring of power.
2: I think that finale is just around the corner for us, and then like last week for the airing of this episode. Are you
0: watching that? Are you uh, a Power Ringer? <laughs> go, go, Power Ringer. No. No? Uh, I've not watched any of it, no. I, Just, I heard it was like, like, okay. Oh, I like it quite a bit. Oh, really? I, I've okay. only watched the the first
2: four episodes of it. I don't like Lord of the There's, Rings.
1: Oh, what, what, what?
2: This, I don't. This astounds me. I don't. Because we went to go see, I think at least... Two of those movies I probably together? fell
0: asleep both times. Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Class cross. I, I always fall asleep in <laughs> yeah. movies. It is a thing I do all the time. Uh, I have weird fucked up sleep schedules. Like I will fall asleep watching a movie and then it's time to go to bed and then I'm awake until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, 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 Lord of the Rings is just it's so boring to me. It's so goddamn boring. Um, and I know I should like it because I am into fantasy. Uh, like I dress up and go to Ren Fair. That's how fucking like awful I am. Uh, like I have a full-on costume and I get into it. I like do the I talk like you know I try to do the fancy talk.
1: Hey, yo, <laughs> I'm Knighting here. <laughs> uh, Doesn't
0: but have to be period accurate, you know. Uh, like I love Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm into the new Game of Thrones show. Um, but Lord of the Rings is just so honk shoe, honk I can't do it. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever made it through one of the Lord of the Rings movies without falling asleep. Not once. And I've tried to watch them multiple times and I just find them so unbelievably boring and milk toast. Interesting milk toast. Hmm. Yeah, but not the good milk toast. Like when I make it
2: <laughs> like... milk toast, you can milk anything with nipples. He says, um, no, I, I like the Lord of the Rings movies. No, I haven't seen them in like 15 years or whatever. Oh, okay. But um, there was a time when I first started dating my now wife. She would be at work on the weekends, and I would have that time available. So I don't think I've ever told you about this. Uh-oh. But. Here we go. You want to hear some fucking geeky shit. Let's do it. So she would be at work, and I would be at my apartment, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, I would talk to her before she went into work, but then, like, afterwards, she worked like a full eight hour shift. So, what's a boy to do? Right. So, I'm in my apartment, back to back to back. I'm watching all three Lord of the Rings movies while bagging, boarding, and sorting my comics. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I did this multiple weekends in a row. I, hey, dude, look,
0: you don't have to explain that to me.
2: Honestly, it was the fucking life, it was it's, the tits.
0: Stuff like that, I, whenever I, I'm, uh, I believe I've mentioned on here before, I'm into, very much into Legos, very much into the Star Wars Legos. Nerd. I know. Um, I love Lego. I am, uh, actually, Legos is improper. It's Lego. It is the plurality of Lego is Lego. Sort of like. Like dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. You're the man now dog. How many head of dog have you? <laughs> uh but whenever i put together a star wars lego set i uh will put on the movie that is most closely associated with whatever set that i'm building
2: interesting are you able to complete that in yeah what what sentence am i trying to construct are you able to finish completing that lego set by the time the movie is finished
0: it depends yeah um sometimes yeah it depends on like depends on how big the set is obviously um I've, I've recently found a... There's a subreddit where people sell their used Lego sets. Um, mm. And uh, it's just like they're just trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I've bought several sets now at this point that I've gotten massively discounted. Yeah. Um, uh, I got, like, a. Uh, there was one set that was a $170 set. It's, like, a new set that's still on the shelves. I got it for 40 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Didn't mm. come with the minifigs, like, little, little guys, you know. Mm. Uh, but I really don't care about those as much because I just like the ships. That's my Oh, thing. okay. You I, like
2: the actual, like, constructed whatever it is. Versus yes. The minifigs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, uh, many things are cool for the mm-hmm. most part, but like uh, it's by far and away for me. The ships are the most important thing. Okay. And uh, so I got like a giant fucking ship uh, for 40 bucks. Nice. Get it. Just get it. <laughs> uh, I don't think I told you. Yeah. Um, I don't think I. Uh, God. Uh, last week, I was so tired again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was really tired last week too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think it's been. There's a pattern. Oh, God damn. It's been like weeks, I think, that I've been. Missing sleep, anyways. And for uh, the guest, a pattern emerged. <laughs> uh, but I went to uh, Target, went to yeah. Target, and um, i of, co- of course, my wife, I would go with my wife. Mm-hmm. She she goes over to the you know, clothes or look own, at the new t- makeup. Hey, or let, whatever. look at this
2: season's tampons.
0: I know, right? God, women, so stupid. So I go to the Legos aisle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool shit i beeline to the lego's aisle <laughs> like that is the first place i go
2: so fast that like employees in the store are like he must have to
0: poop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so I, I i immediately go to the lego's aisle and Lego sorry lego right. aisle and uh there's uh an, uh an employee with like a with like a cart right mm. in, in the aisle and uh I'm looking, and she's 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 like probably around my age. Uh, all right, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, uh she goes, hey, do you like uh, Harry Potter? Harry Potter Lego, and I'm, truth be told, like I like Harry Potter. I'm not like a Harry Potter mega fan. Like mm. I like the movies fine. Like it's it's enjoyable.
2: Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings. Which Harry way Potter would. all the way. Wow, for sure. Wow. yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, It
0: just there's more. He chose the white
2: one. Wow. Oh, wait. Yeah, assume. they're all white. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's no white people in Lord of the... Or, or, I mean, uh, non-white people in Lord of the Rings, right? I, I saw
2: so. gollum wear blackface once. Oh, guys, that was a long time ago. He, you know, he didn't know what he was doing.
0: He went on to become the prime minister of Canada. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin Thoreau. Hey, man, let's show him the through dough. Yeah. No. What? <laughs> anyway, anyways. Um. So she goes, um, she was like, you like Harry Potter Lego? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. She goes, come here, come here, come here. And uh, she takes me over. So, you know, like they'll, they'll have the aisle where the main stuff is. And then they have mm. the end of the aisle where it's like the clearance. Stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. She goes, here, she hands me this fucking ginormous set. She goes, would you pay $20 for this? I was like, yeah, absolutely. She goes, okay. She gets out her gun. Marked she to $20.
2: I dodged. She ironically, she yelled A cab <laughs> shot you in the face with
0: it.
1: All Caucasians are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, she marks it down to $20. It's a $120 set. Marks wow. it down to $20. She goes, here you go. She goes, it's the last one. I need to get rid of it. Uh make room for the Christmas stuff. So
2: Oh my God. God damn it. Oh, yeah, you hate Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas. Grinch. It comes a Grinch. I'm pre like, at the end of September, I started to get pissed off about Christmas. Jeez. I'm just, because I know it's around the fucking corner.
0: (laughs) I don't like it. Your hatred for for Christmas um, baffles me at times.
2: You know, on
0: uh, this podcast
2: and maybe some other podcasts I've been on, um, sometimes I like to do bits. You know, sometimes I like to fuck around. Occasionally find out. Me hating Christmas is not a bit. I assure you. Like, my wife and I have it's not. heated conversations about it. I'm I've, aware. I fucking hate it, dude. I th- hate it so much. But it's worked in your favor this time because it got you a discounted yeah. Harry Potter set. You you bought it?
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Of course oh, I bought
2: that. I thought it'd be funny if, like, she scanned it in after discounting it, and then you just, like, spiked it on the floor. and be like,
0: <laughs> fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> Do it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was like, I, and I, I don't have any Harry Potter Lego at all. Mm. Uh, so this was my first set, but it's like a giant fucking castle. Oh, fuck so yeah. So I was like, dude, this would make a really cool Halloween castle. Yes. So yes. <laughs> so I started buying like, uh, there's a place called Bricklink where you can buy like individual like little pieces. Mm-hmm. So I started buying like pieces and I'm going to transform it into a Hallow's Eve castle. Oh, for like, and, uh, like
2: all Hallow- Hallow's Eve? All, all of them. All of the Hallow's Eves. Hallows Eve exists in one timeline, a one timeline <laughs> <laughs> amongst all realities. It is all Hallow's Eve for everyone. Every Halloween coexists at the same exact moment.
0: The podcasting host is attempting to make a joke. He fails <laughs> spectacularly.
2: Uh, so, on the when you buy individual bricks and shit, is it like is that expensive?
0: No. I, okay, depends. There, there, there are like obviously like rare pieces oh. uh but for the most part like just general bricks you can get for you know like two or three cents a piece oh okay so uh but the, 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 affordable. a lot of the times i'll have like a requirement we have to buy like at least 10 otherwise you, you know you, you're gonna check out yeah. with like 15 cents worth. it's not worth it to ship
1: You could
2: buy one like uh what would you even call that stud I
0: guess. Is that what With a it, one by one stud or something? Okay.
2: You buy one of those for two cents. <laughs> you pay $18 <laughs> in shipping <laughs> comes in like styrofoam. You can't even like fucking find the thing. You know,
0: I, uh, I have, uh, the, uh, Lego bonsai tree. Yes. Which I have, That's awesome. um, I have transformed into, I, I did the same thing. scream. Wait, <laughs> I always say the character's <laughs> name that I'm impersonating. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but I I transformed it into a Halloween tree. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's fun. That's a lot of fun. What how'd you transform it into a Halloween tree? I uh so normally it's like <laughs> You, you know, dressed it as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a McDonald's pail. What? Oh yeah. What reference is that? Um no I, I uh so it normally's got the green leaves. Mm-hmm. Um I, I bought just a bunch of like uh like orange, like and brown make it look like you know fall yeah and then i bought a bunch of uh little uh skeleton heads and then a bunch of little pumpkins Oh, and cool. so at the bottom of it it's got like uh the, the set originally has like a lot of little pieces that make it look like little rocks you know at mm. the bottom and uh so i just kind of stuffed the little skulls and the and the pumpkins in there and so then it looks like uh looks like a halloween bonsai tree Respect, I like that. Yeah, That's I have a lot of fun doing it. See, isn't Halloween so much better than fucking Christmas? Oh, oh look, hey, you're not gonna get an argument from me there. Good. I, I, Halloween is the best holiday of the year, as far as I'm concerned, by like a country mile.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Wouldn't like a city mile be longer? Because I feel like it takes longer to get somewhere in the city. If you're gonna, if you're on a mile in the city, it takes like a long ass time. We're in the country. You need to haul ass down the road, so I don't understand a country mile versus city mile. I feel like uh country miles have a um, reduced speed
2: limit, and yeah, you but know, there's no
0: cops, so you can go as fast as you want. Ross, you can't speed.
2: you cannot do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. yeah, I'm going through sleep deprivation. that's fine.
2: Uh, People like it. Now, one thing did happen uh, that just jumped in my mind since our last record, and that is the movie trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Have you seen this? Yes. Illumination!
0: Um, You love the Minions, first of all. A huge fan. No, I think they're the worst character design. It's the laziest fucking character. I cannot stand the Minions. Okay. They're annoying, first of all, just inherently. Uh, But also, the character design is so fucking lazy and basic that I do not understand the appeal of the Minions whatsoever. See, I kind of like the
2: design of the Minions. It's (laughs) It's all the other characters that look odd to me. Oh yeah. That said, uh we like the first Despicable Me movie. Okay. Second I've never seen any okay. other movies, but um
0: I just seen them on fucking everything. <laughs>
2: that first like actual minions movie is just straight up hot garbage. I've not seen the new one. Oh yet. really? But because
0: uh, something I'll talk on, like, gibberish for the most part. Yeah. Oh. Obviously. Doesn't yeah. everyone? Banana. I only know this because of Doughboys. Bum <laughs> Um
2: so uh, the Illumination uh, Illumination's done like The Secret Life of Pets movies and like, mm, I don't know, some other movies that kind of just okay. Yeah. Very much like aimed for children. So when I heard they were going to do the Super Mario Brothers movie, I was a little let down. You know, I, I was hope- oh, really? hopeful that they'd team up with like a Disney or a DreamWorks or something like that. Yeah. That wasn't the case. I was like, oh, that's probably going to be. Terrible, just right. straight up high garbage. But Nintendo has their heavy hand in in that, so we'll see. Yeah. What did you think of that trailer when it dropped?
0: Um, Chris Pratt ruined my life. <laughs> uh, no, it it looked fine. I, I you know what I ah, look? Call me old school, but <laughs> I don't like CGI cartoon movies all really? that much. No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Uh, like I, there's there there's like the rare occasion like Wally was really good, um, incredible, incredible filmmaking. Yeah, I cried. I like legit cried. Not even. I I almost I cry have cried like twice over the past decade, mm-hmm. and one of them is at Wally. Yeah, yeah. The second time jerked off with hot sauce.
2: Okay, of course.
0: <laughs> How could we forget? Yes. <laughs> that was def-
2: that was after you got done watching Wally. Of um, first I
0: made the goofy noise. <laughs> and then I cried. Um yeah. no uh, do you not like any of the Pixar movies? Like beyond um, Wally? Like
2: they're fine. Oh my God. Like I had no idea you had this strong of an opinion about this. I I
0: I wouldn't say they're bad, and I but like I'm not like rushing out to see any of them, and none of them like really stand out in my mind.
2: Oh my god, Toy Story three,
0: Toy Story four. I've never seen four. Oh my god, uh, I believe I have seen three. Mm-hmm. Um, but CGI movies just um, I like two D animation. I do too. But I I like old all- school.
1: <laughs> do you like- I feel like
0: it's just a glut. Everything now is CGI movies, and I know it's probably a nonsense. It's not a good reason, but I just, I, I, it's like I. There's like some like weird mental block where I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, I'm not going to let myself enjoy you because I want 2D animation to come back, and I, it's like a silent protest where I just like, I'm not gonna. No, okay, look um spider verse i was gonna ask yeah that okay if more of them did that mm-hmm. i would be good because it's they go beyond I, I think one of the biggest issues with a lot of cgi movies is they 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 kind of just look the same
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and uh you know with 2d animation there's like all kinds of um like i watched aladdin this week mm-hmm. uh, when i couldn't sleep it was like two o'clock in the morning i was watching aladdin like by myself. the
2: old animated one yeah oh yeah okay. not the new one
0: mm-hmm. jesus christ no mm-hmm. never seen that uh but like I'm like, god this is, looks so fucking good mm-hmm. and there's so many little bits of, of just animation and the way they move and and i'm like this is absolutely incredible and not to denigrate what Um, the, the CGI artists that make these movies, I, I'm sure they're absurdly talented. Mm. I can't see the talent, like, like where, where I, where I'm astonished by CGI cartoon movies is like, where I'm like, wow, the water effects look really good. Or that hair looks really realistic. But I'm like, that doesn't strike me the same way as, um, like, uh, uh the, the the genie song from Aladdin where mm-hmm. it's just like this fucking like feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know? And if it were if it were all done in CGI, it'd be kind of like you know, everything would still technically be there, but it would be built as opposed to like crafted and sculpted the way I feel 2D movies are. Now, into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. um they did something with the CGI animation that I have not seen anyone else do. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely stood out to me. Yeah. Um, And I cannot think of another CGI cartoon. I'm sure there is one out there or a couple, um, but nothing that comes to mind that is just like, when I watched it, I was like fucking holy shit. They are, I feel like they're taking it to the next level where I feel like CGI movies ever since like toy story one up until really into the spider verse has been kind of like, um, stale. Okay. And then, and then it's like they, they took what was the, the established look and uh, presentation of CGI movies and they flipped it on its head and, and did completely unexpected things and really like explored the medium um, and I think that's maybe my biggest argument with CGI movies is like I don't feel like they're getting the most out of the tools that they're using. Like I said, outside of like, wow, that looks like a really realistic render, but it's like okay, well, the computer's doing most of the work there. Um, but I, I shouldn't say that because those artists are incredible. Uh, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, no, no, not no. a little bit. Um, <laughs> wow, this
2: for this you are getting canceled just hot <laughs> fucking canceled uh no I, I i see what you're saying um you're talking about like the the leap not being there for like modern cgi animated films evidently you've not seen sing 2 idiot uh, sing 2 <laughs> what is that I, exactly i have chosen the perfect example for <laughs> okay, you yeah. so um no i i i love it all uh i i I am cool with, like, Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks, those big three animation houses handling, well, CGI animated movies. But I do miss the old 2D hand-animated movies as well, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's what we grew up with, so we have nostalgia for it. And it is kind of like a novelty now whenever you go back and you see yeah. something like that that's just, like, a flat, you know, animated <sighs> Um, amazing. And yeah.
0: both of uh, we, you more so than, than me because you've actually stuck with it. Uh, we both, uh, are very familiar with like hand drawn art because mm-hmm. we draw a lot or mm-hmm. well, I used to a lot. We have hands. <laughs> uh, you still Step do one, Yeah. Uh, so, so I have like, I feel like a, a like maybe like a little bit of a deeper appreciation, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I watch these movies because I, I, I know like how, um, like the talent and skill it takes for, um, to, to to make these characters uh like move and seem realistic. Like what what is the term? Like stretch and squash and stretch. Squash and stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Um I find that just like infinitely more um pleasurable to look at and I and I, I appreciate it so much more than I do like CGI stuff. Okay. I, I just and again, I'm, I'm not saying I dislike it. it. It just doesn't like grab me the same way mm-hmm. that, that 2D animation does. It
2: doesn't have that like flowiness of uh, like a Chuck Jones animated right. movie or, or something to that. And,
0: I, and, I, and I've seen like behind the scenes of people like constructing like a, a CGI scene,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it you know they build a character model and then kind of put it through the motions. Yeah, and so I feel like. It's not cheating. Of course it's just like doing it a different way. I understand that. But it's 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 such a far cry from 2D animation. Like mm-hmm. the the amount of talent and skill that goes into those movies is just uh, like I I feel like it's leaps and bounds beyond like CGI animation. Mm-hmm. Um because they're they're crafting it and they're 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 building it from the ground up and it's just I absolutely fucking love it. So you're gonna go see this Mario movie or what, bitch? Uh, well, it <laughs> uh, looked it looked pretty good. I, I thought it looked I thought it I, I looked okay. So,
2: I thought so too. Um, and I I think you were just joshing earlier about uh, uh, what's his name, Chris Pratt, ruining your your childhood. Piss crap. Uh, because it's like I don't care. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't either. Like I like. There's a whole selection of fans, quote unquote fans out there that are like demanding the was it like the i don't think it's italian but it's like a, a different version of the mario movie just so they can hear a closer approximation to uh oh. was name charles martinette's yeah uh classic mario voice or whatever i it's heard like, somebody
0: say that he's he's on cameo so once a marvel or once the <laughs> once a mario movie releases they're going to uh, pay d- him to do all the lines everybody oh <laughs> can, can send in cameos to have him do the lines and then redub it and then like Re edit it. People like lost their goddamn shit. And I don't, I, it, that is like th- the least of my worries. Uh-huh. It was a little weird because I do associate Mario with that voice. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh,. But if, uh, uh, an hour and a half, two hour long movie of that voice would <laughs> drive exactly. goddamn insane. I was I was talking to a coworker about this and she said,
2: yeah, how come Mario doesn't sound like Mario? Like she doesn't know all the behind the scenes like machinations. She didn't even know there was a Mario movie coming out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had her watch the trailer. Oh, she's she just, a normal person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reasonable. And she was like, oh, that looks so good, but why doesn't he sound the same? I said, well... It's going to get super fucking grating if your main character has to do that voice for two hours or so. Yeah. It's it's like if they made a Mickey Mouse movie, I I love Mickey's voice, but, like, for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and, like, what if something bad happens to Mickey or Mario and they have to, like, express sadness in that voice? It's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, weird, you know? So I'm totally on board with them, like, having an actual, like, actor with a different voice going going through that. I understand people's, like, exhaustion with Chris Pratt, but... I am pretty
0: I, tired of it. You're tired of it?
2: Uh, he doesn't really bother me. Like, I understand,
0: like, people have a problem with his politics or whatever, but, like... It's not even that. It's just, like, over... It's just too much. Like, we were kind of talking about before the record Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. We're both huge Marvel zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, But even at this point, I'm a little, like, oh, boy. <laughs> burnt out on it. I could... I could I might skip the next one if it's not like glowing reviews, you know? Like I'll still see. it. they have me by the balls. I can't. Well, like a I got Disney Plus, so, so I'll watch it at some point. Sure. But like I'm not yeah. gonna go to the theaters and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um What is the next one coming out? Black Panther. Mania. Oh, it is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Actually
2: well, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be <laughs> just shit. the end of phase four. And then that's in November. That's and then, phase four? Yeah. And then as a like a button or whatever, like a coda. To phase Four in December, uh, they're going to on Disney Plus. They're going to have that Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay,
0: that that interests me. So
2: yeah, like I'm I'm down
0: for both of those. Yeah, I love James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Now the Black Panther thing. On one hand, I'm like ugh, without Chadwick, it feels kind of like,
1: damn it, mm-hmm.
0: you know, like I don't have the excitement in me. Mm-hmm. But then. Then I saw Namor and I'm like, he's got fucking flying. I'm telling you. God damn it. Like they I thought like I could maybe, you know, like the hype could just kind of like wash over me. Mm -hmm. No. I saw those little fucking wings. little wings flappy. God damn
2: it. And I'm like in. I'm like fucking in. He was just like hovering in the sky with that like glowing or that gold background behind him. So fucking cool. It was good. It was good. I'm I'm there for it. I I'm also curious as to how they're going to handle that. It seems like uh, T'Challa is not going to survive, like, whatever happens at the beginning of the movie, you know? But, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm just curious as to how they handle things in the movie. Like, it's just, like, such a mystery to me, like... yeah.
0: And the fact that know. we won't get a T'Challa-Namor showdown is just so disheartening to me. Yeah. Uh, because, like, their rivalry is one of my favorites in, like, oh my all God. of comic bookdom. Like, the fact that they were the heads of both of their
2: respective peoples, God. they had to, they, like, like, for people who don't read comics, like, with, was it, like, back in 2013, 2014, there was some, like, major beef between them when Namor flooded Wakanda and yeah. killed so many fucking people. And then they still had to work together in the, like, uh, not the Secret Avengers, the New Avengers, the Hickman New Avengers
0: series. Yeah, with the incursions. Because there was, like,
2: realities were going to start forming together and they needed each other. And that's just, like, the baddest blood you can have. And
0: there's that one, one of my favorite, like, sequences in, like, modern comics is when... T'Challa stabs Namor and Kicks him off this platform down to a, Like an exploding earth And yeah. like you see like Namor's face and it's just like his eyes Are like bloodshot and he's like Screaming as mm. he's like falling down to A planet yep. and you know he's coming back And he did yeah. god damn it He's oh. like oh yeah that's right I have flappy wings <laughs> Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for that And Namor's gonna be I guess literally the first mutant in the MCU yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm still waiting to see what they do with Miss Kamala Marvel, Harris. But... <laughs> 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 She's
0: my mutant. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I guess because because that that I'm um, I'm curious to see how they're going to introduce mutants because clearly they're not going like the typical. Route with mutant introduction of mutants. Uh,
2: I don't think I ever told you. I, I've, I don't, I've never mentioned this on a podcast anywhere ever. Uh-oh. This is uh, exclusive, it's exclusive for your, your balls. Yeah. But I, I had an idea of how they could introduce mutants into the MCU. Okay, i us just tell you because clearly they're not interested in my ideas that no one knew I had. Fucking Kevin Feige. <laughs> um, so my idea was that mutants have been in the mcu the whole time right okay so ever like going back to iron man one like beyond that they've they've simply existed so um but something happened to where it was necessary for the mutant 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 (laughs) mutant, (laughs) the mutant Ah. populace to have to hide themselves so a combination of charles xavier uh jean gray emma frost you know all the the world's biggest telepaths have to come together it put beefs aside and for the greater good, they disguise yeah. mutandom, right? Maybe Magneto is part of it and just like a leadership capacity. So I, yeah. I yeah go put that, that over that. there. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to wear my helmet, but he like through this, they erase everyone's memory. Kind of like they erased uh, Peter Parker's uh, link to Spider-Man at the end of no way home. Right. Like there was just like something that happened and, and people just don't remember that at all. And
0: they live like underground or Yeah. Or they live in society we scenes. just don't
2: notice it. Sure. Or whatever, right? So we don't see angel wings poking out have. of Warring Worthington's like jacket.
0: Warring Worthington? Warring Worthington.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has the bazooka, he's Warring, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh
2: Yeah, so there's that one. That whole would be thing. a good that would be a good way but, to put it, yeah. Uh something happens in a an upcoming movie where they are forced to reveal themselves in front of like media or whatever. Right. And so people find out about this. They're like, hey, man, these fucking mutants played with our minds against our will. Ooh. We don't like them. So that gives you a one to one, like right. instant beef with that specific part of the super powered community versus, you know, the, uh, the main MCU characters we've seen so far. Like, I like the actual, it. like Captain America and all that shit.
0: I'm with it. I'm hip. I yeah. get it. That's a great idea. No, that's a good idea. That's
2: a fucking stellar idea. We're in agreement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to get after these mutants, you know?
0: Moons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, this is a new metal podcast. You wouldn't know it <laughs> by looking at it, but it is there. I feel like our little, uh, our like pre. Uh, pre-com, precursor uh, to the new metal portion gets longer each episode. <laughs> uh,
2: sometimes that's the best part, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we uh, we like to stall because we don't have actual thoughts on an album, and we're just, yeah. hey, hey, spinning those plates, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's
0: go ahead and, you want to go ahead and transition?
2: Uh, yeah. Tell you what, why don't we have ourselves a little potty break, <laughs> treat ourselves, and cause this, hey man, this coffee's kicking in, dude. Oh, damn! But like in a number one capacity, not a number two. I'm not gonna be shitting my ass. You're
0: Not gonna be a putent.
2: No, but I can drag the microphone <laughs> into the toilet with me if and I need to. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's take cool. a little potty break. We'll come back. And we'll talk about soul flight. this whole
0: fucking thing on the back of my shoulders.
2: Hey, oh what? <laughs> sorry i didn't have my earbuds in what happened what happened there hey everybody we's back we's back uh today we're going to discuss the self-titled album by one mr Soulfly. um did you used to own this album like i'm trying to remember what you said at the end of the last episode yes i did this. own this
0: album this one okay Uh, primarily the reason I bought it was I heard that both Fred Durst and Chino Marino were on it. Oh, I was like, well, hey, (laughs) if both those guys are in it, that's an album that I'm going to buy.
2: New metal certified. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Certified hood classic. (laughs) (laughs) Everything Fred Durst touches, certified (laughs) hood classic. Um, so yeah, this album came out on April 21st, 1998. This is how far we've Mm. made it on the- 98, baby. Yeah. Uh, when did- Follow no 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 we're not even there yet. Uh, yeah, the first corn album come out. That was ninety four,
0: right? Ninety six. Oh my god. Who knows?
2: Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. ramble on. Uh, so we we are, have made it X amount of years into the future. It was really what I was gonna say was determined on the amount of time we've we've made it. Uh, and Ross is continuing to look it up.
0: Ninety four. Ninety four. I was right. Okay.
2: Wow. Perfect. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh. You know, not to brag, I did have a brain bleed in there for a little bit. Go Good job. Whatever. Not even a big deal, batch. <laughs> uh, batch. So, yeah, it's been, it's been about four years Yeah. in wow. new yeah. metal. And this is where we're at, right? So, uh, this was released by Roadrunner Records, which would meep, become meep. a, like, fairly large metal slash yeah. new metal label. Um, they put out albums by this band, others you may know, <laughs> right? Uh, Slipknot, eventually, like, Corn would sign with them for a little bit yeah uh junkie
0: xl the most new metal band I've, i believe they were on Roadrunner, weren't they that's i'm gonna say yes that sounds right to me my brain's bad but that, I'm say at yeah. least
2: that first album right
0: I, I feel like yeah i feel like it was
2: um yeah but um yeah a, a lot of bands fear factory uh chimera which is a, a personal favorite of mine kill switch engage no yeah. i guess they're not i guess kill switch isn't a, a new metal band but still yeah. uh, a lot of like Good bands came from there. Uh, th- That label is not as good as it once was, but uh, during its heyday, it had a lot of, like, oh, big man. new metal hits on there.
0: Yes, Roadrunner was on, or did did uh release Saturday Teenage Kick, which was the first God. album by Junkie XL in 1997. Oh, my God.
2: An incredible album. I actually re-listened to a bunch of those songs a week or two ago. Yeah. Man. uh. I don't know if they hold up necessarily, but I have such a wave of nostalgia oh, for sure. that kicks in uh with that. So
0: Saturday teenage kick kicks in. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's right there. Hey. Holy did shit. It. Wow. We did it. <laughs> we won. <laughs> the team effort. Um so
2: yeah, this album was produced by Ross Robinson. They it brought it back, you know. Look, if you're going to put out a new metal album in this era, you got to bring back Ross Robinson, Stamp right? of approval right so, there. So going back 4 years to 94, Hey, man, you're going to have man. the the new metal producer, the yeah. some might say the founder or co-founder of new metal, come back and produce your Truly. album. You're going to have Fred DZ, Chino Marizzle, and DJ <laughs> Leth- Lethality uh, come in on like, guest spots on there, right? Yeah, Fear Factory, uh, kind of like a, a metal, industrial metal type of band, but eventually they'd We kicked out
0: this new joint for all my homies.
2: Yeah. Um, Eventually, Fear Factory would cheat a little bit to the new metal side as well. Um, They've got appearances. Three of the four band members of Fear Factory are on this fucking album as well. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. We've talked about it a little bit lightly over the past, I don't know, few months. Well, I guess it's been... Close to a year that we've been doing this, right? Sure, we've messed a lot of shows, but don't (laughs) even worry about that, Lister. That's not, that's not, we were
0: pretty consistent until, yeah, uh, until something happened. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, go check out episode 10.5 for details on that, but, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see all of this happen and like it, it, I feel like all of the different tendrils of new metal have finally like come together in this soup a little yeah. bit. You know? This this seems like a, a more collaborative album than we've heard uh f- compared to like some of the, the yeah, other bands, you good know? Point. Uh I feel like the way that Ross Robinson and like Mark McGrath surprisingly is, have yeah. had a, their their hands on a lot of like new metal projects. Max uh, Cavalera has done the same thing and he, he's been a, a little bit of a, a lightning rod or a, a focus point for yeah. some of those bands and, and producers to come in and, and work together. And I think Max Cavalera, uh upon like reading about this album, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning more toward his side of like being like a pretty okay dude for the most part i'm like yeah i I, i'm not gonna try to like step into the beef he has with sepultura even though i know i could make them better (laughs) i know i i know i could turn (laughs) them into good guys i could fix them (laughs) um but you know like i I think some wounds just don't ever heal you know and you know it is what it is but that said uh going back to What you were originally saying? You used to own this album. Did you listen to it all the way through? Oh yeah.
0: Do you remember? Okay. It was back when you know pre-streaming. Back uh, when men were men. God damn. We're jacking off in each other's butts all the time. Oh yeah, we were. It's I mean, not hey, gay if it's super fucking gay, dude. We were just hot dogging each other. <laughs> we were just putting it in the cheeks. We didn't go in. No, yeah, fucking gay, dude. Put your fucking hot dog in my chocolate starfish, dude. Don't be fucking weird about it. We dude. were playing Ookie Cookie every Friday night. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, going to Blockbuster. I hope I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you think anyone's ever played Ookie Cookie?
2: I don't know. It seems like such
0: a it seems like bullshit. Yeah.
2: Like, but, even, if, even if I were gay,
0: I'd be like, I don't want that on my fucking cookie, dude. You I know. know. Like, that's fucking ooky. But then again, if a bunch of hot girls were. Wait, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Squirting all over a uh, tostada. That's what I was going to say.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, babe, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Sorry, wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So you
2: you listened to it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just like select songs specifically, or uh,
0: I mean, primarily at first, yes. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, as time as time progressed, as time does, hmm. I uh, I started that. getting more and more into some of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, I think I either lent this out to someone, or it got scratched, or I just oh my flat God. out lost it. That, um, remember that when you
2: could have a CD get scratched,
0: yeah, and that would ruin that your was experience,
2: it. like. I have away. not thought about that in fucking decades. I know. Dude. Holy shit! And you
0: dropped twenty bucks, which like was not a trivial amount of money when you're like in high school and don't have a job or whatever. <laughs> when you had
2: no money, that yeah. might as well have been all the money you right. could ever imagine.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it, but I didn't have it for that long because uh. I feel like by the time I was like in college, I don't know what happened to it. Okay. Um, so I certainly had it for a few years, uh, but it was one of those where I lost it, and then it was one of those albums that just kind of like went away from my brain. And okay. um, yeah. it's like a like zebra head or something, mm-hmm. where it was like I was like super into it when I had it, and then I didn't listen to it for a little while, and just I flat out forgot about it, flat out forgot it existed. Um. Uh. I, I would still consider myself a fan of Soulfly, but um, like it, 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 going back and listening to this was like a it was like a big nostalgia trip because I was like, man, I have not. Okay. I don't even think I finished high school with it still because
2: you're getting your GED though, so oh, that's good. Well, Do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You couldn't. You were so
2: distraught about the loss of your Soulfly album. You couldn't take that final exam test. Oh, I cried for days. But you know what? 2023 is going to be your year, year, dude.
0: I'm going to try to finish that that uh, that that class. We're we're excited. My good enough degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that it's, isn't that the joke? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> yeah. probably um, come up with someone who has a GED. <laughs> uh, Look, if you have a GED, good job. Um, yeah, respect. I mean, to like, fun of you.
2: that, I have an immense amount of respect for people who have a GED because that's like, when you're, going to school you're going to school you're like going there it's like fuck I guess I might as well try to pass this fucking thing right. or whatever but like to after the fact on your own volition I suppose some people are being forced but to just want to better yourself like that yeah. mad respect because hey. I, I have not and shall not and will not do that yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. We so 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 Brent and I. Uh, if you're uh, this is your first time listening to us, or maybe not super familiar with us, mm-hmm. we went to a very very small school, mm-hmm. very small school. I think our graduating class. So if I'm remembering this right, our senior year we started out with around I want to say like eighty.
2: Oh, I remember 85,
0: these five something like that.
2: It was uh, seventy two. Seventy two. Then it whittled down to sixty eight.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our senior year. 72 really Mm -hmm. we had more people than that drop out because that's only four people
2: um well, we uh, gathered a few other people off the street just so they could oh, like fill up those gaps.
0: Yeah. I feel like we had like a, a, a shockingly high number of people drop out our senior year.
2: I don't know if uh, our friend Rachel Bookout is listening to this episode. She went to school with us. We, okay. we all graduated together, uh, yeah. and she has like photographs of fucking everything, right? So <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she can she can let us know the the exact. I feel like numbers it was more than
0: math. ten, which which was like was like it's more than like ten percent of our graduating class. Okay. Like like. I feel like it was a shockingly high number i could be hmm. off on that but uh i i, I was i mean obviously like friends with several people who i know like made it to senior year and then just like stopped coming to class <laughs> and then that was that was it for them didn't get it yeah. didn't get a degree like why like why yeah um i understand like sometimes things happen in people's lives where like maybe they have to like you know, start maybe get pregnant or have to like take care of their family and get a, mm-hmm. like a job and can't keep up with school. I get all that, mm-hmm. but I know people who were just like flat off fucking lazy and just. I stopped don't want going to, to do class. this anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you're at the finish line.
0: I know, crazy.
2: Yeah, that's
1: insane.
0: But we went to a super small school, um, and uh, you know, it, it was hard for uh, certain like cultural things to really make it all the way to Inola, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which. Uh, is a, a tiny little suburb about thirty minutes outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is in and of itself not a very big city. Yeah. Um. So we were really, you know, thing things like this. Uh, I remember this album for being like, it felt exotic to me, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because you know it had a lot of like foreign language. Yeah. Um. And it, it talked about things that like. I didn't understand because i was never taught them because our school fucking sucked (laughs) um and so um i i I remember at the time like you know like reading the lyrics and being like whoa this is some heavy shit like Mm -hmm. talking about you know like um like there's one song in in uh particular that, that when we get to um i do remember like reading up on it which was like about like slavery that happened in brazil Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Which is pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Like Mm -hmm. stuff that, heck, most people might not even know now. But yeah, uh, yeah, there was like a big slave trade um, from like Portuguese people taking people from Africa and taking them over to uh, Brazil and forcing them to work in slavery.
2: It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, shitheads have always fucking existed. Uh You know, that's just.
0: That's not a uniquely American problem. I know. I mean, it may be an Mm -hmm. Anglo problem. But.
2: Oh shit, just going after white people.
0: <laughs> if you consider Portuguese people white people, which they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so this this album was um I think it's kind of unique, at least so far, in the in the New Metal timeline up till now, because I mean outside of um uh Pitch Shifter, mm-hmm. this is the first like Foreign. distinctly non-American yep. feeling. Yeah thing right mm-hmm. um obviously they're taking like or they're using like american um uh, muscle <laughs> yeah balls know how out her own. um but uh you know there's like a lot of foreign language stuff on here which might be mm-hmm. the i mean maybe outside of like a few samples or like a line or two here and there um <clears throat> like really foreign um, uh, foreign influence on yeah. new metal. I think this is like the, the first big one.
2: Yeah, and I was looking at this. I was thinking for whatever reason this was going to be the second foreign album from, you know, on the new metal timeline. You know, the the first being the Pitch Shifter album you just cited. Right. But yeah, this at this point, Soulfly is an American band. But, you know, Max Cavalera right. is just, he's from Brazil and yeah. <laughs> he, he lives in the States, I guess. So, um, yeah, and Most of the people
0: on the album are... I mean, like the core members of Soulfly are Brazilian. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I could tell, I didn't mm-hmm. do super. Uh, again, we, we're recording this really close. Usually, we give ourselves like a couple weeks to mm. um between records so that we can do a little bit more like research and listening to it. Um, but as far as I could tell, uh, it seemed like they were not, at least not uh not uh uh, uh like European descend mm-hmm. descendant yeah. descended, whatever. Uh, they're they're
2: all of some sort of Spanish background. Something weird. Something, Something. ain't white. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something ain't white with those boys. Um, but
2: going back to your point about us in you know the small town in Oklahoma, yeah. USA, um, not being able to really experience things like this. I mean, new metal itself is already off center. Right. Like it's it's a, a fairly right. small burgeoning genre, but like rock music at the time in general was was fairly popular. Right. You had the, the grunge wave. You had a lot of experimentation. There was like some electronica and all this shit that was happening all the around the same alternative
0: umbrella. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so you would only be able to hear what was on radio for the most part. And it's yeah. totally up to their discretion as to what they play, right? <laughs> right. Like uh, the the little rock station we had in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that signal would start to like break apart if you went too far, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, 45 minutes in one direction or another. Right. But um, I, I, that goes back to the point of like, how could you even like find, how would you even know Soulfly existed, right? Because they weren't oh, playing yeah. any of these songs on the radio.
0: Nope. So, I don't think I ever heard, unless it was maybe like really late at night. Some DJ might have thrown a Soulfly. They, song they would do on, that but,
2: every once in a while. But like, how did you hear about this? This um,
0: album. It, it was strictly um, well, the Soulfly song that was on the Deftones album
1: oh, with yeah. Max
0: Cavalera. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that song head and up. Head Up, yeah, um, where they you know both scream Soulfly, which is the genesis of this uh, the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, now as to where I heard this, I don't know if it was, I guess I had the internet at the time. I honestly don't know how I I, I heard about this album, yeah. genuinely. Um, because, yeah, it was not getting radio play at all. But I did hear that, like, Fred and um, Chino were on it. And mm-hmm. that, like, perked me up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to definitely fucking check that out. Yeah. And, and I knew Max from uh, Around the Fur. And I really, I love that song, Head Up. Yeah. Uh, So, like, that was an easy, it was an easy buy for me. Mm -hmm. Even though I wasn't familiar, I didn't know any of the songs when I bought it. Um... I knew I would probably dig it if those, if all those people were involved. Let's roll the dice.
2: Let's see what happens on this twenty dollar purchase yeah, no of shit. music and see <laughs> yeah. see if it holds up. Hope it doesn't get scratched. Um, but go, <laughs> uh, what you were saying about the the album and its like whereabouts makes a lot of sense to me because back in the day we would all like trade CDs back and forth, right? Oh like, yeah. So yeah. you like you let me borrow that first Zebrahead album, which I I still love, uh, oh, yeah. and I eventually bought it myself, but. Uh, you lend out your CDs for, like, a few days or a week or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, like...
0: Hope it didn't get scratched. Hope it didn't get scratched.
2: <laughs> but also, I remember being in high school and having the song Bleed, that we'll talk about here in a little bit, yeah. like, burnt to a, a CD with, like, other songs from different artists or whatever. Right. So this was, like, at the beginning of that type of, like technology for us like hillbillies (laughs) in oklahoma to get our grubby mitts on were
0: you the first one to get a cd burner i think you were not me no okay i don't
2: think so because i didn't get one until it was like it was like senior year before i I only got a burnt cd uh in my possession from my realm uh because my grandmother had a cd burner and she (laughs) she asked me like what songs do you want and i was i had borrowed I think a couple of CDs from you because there was like some Wu Tang songs, right. and then also American Badass by Kid Rock. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, give me all this stuff. So um but uh yeah, I, I don't remember where I was going with that. But yeah. like, like burned CD like uh okay, here we go. Um going back to Bleed. I remember like jamming that song all the time. And I was man. like, I don't know where this song came from. Like I've I I've never Before this past week, I've never listened to any other track off of this album before. Oh, really? So this was like a real big like exploration for me. Um, I've heard some other Soulfly songs. On the second album, there's a song with Corey Taylor from Slipknot called Jump the Fuck Up that I like quite a bit. And then on the third album, I think, maybe it's a later album. There's a song called Prophecy I'm familiar with. Okay. But um, yeah, kind of just like bits and pieces of Soulfly over the years. I don't
0: they, they never really had a radio presence or even, like, I feel like an MTV presence, hardly. Yeah, which is, like, all the more curiouser and curiouser as yeah, to how they the got like have. It feels like they should have been up there with everybody else. I guess they're a little bit more, like, heavier and kind of thrashier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, I I I don't want to say, like, unpolished because I, I don't mean to imply that, like, it's like, a negative thing. But, like, mm. they weren't as... Um, uh, accessible, maybe as yep. as you know, like a like a limp biscuit or a corn or something. Yep. Um, especially with the Sepultura roots, they had a lot more of like yeah, kind of a thrashier metal vibe. Sepultura roots, bloody roots. Hey, there you go. Roots, bloody roots. <laughs> Whoa, did Max Cavallera just get on the microphone? Hey y'all, y'all ready for some roots? <laughs> My name's Max Cavallera. The roots, the roots, the roots is on fire. <laughs> So fly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's crazy. I was looking at, uh, uh, I was looking on Wikipedia, just, just reading some stuff about Max Cavalera. And it, it had like a list of his like associated musical
1: acts. Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like, it could have been a Wikipedia page on its own. Oh, he does a lot like, of like. He yeah. is prolific as far as just uh, being in the scene. Yeah. Um, almost like a Mark McGrath level. Oh, uh, or a Micka G,
2: uh, um, just once so fly. <laughs> hey, but he he did six Sepultura albums before creating this that's one, that's crazy. And then he's got a, a band with his brother called the uh, Cavalera Conspiracy, yeah. And then he's got this other one, I can't remember the name of it right now, but like he's, yeah, he's very prolific, yeah, and, which is you know, something to speak of when you write fairly simplistic like riffs, you know. Not to like, shit on them, but, you know, it's
0: like... There's a couple songs in here that get pretty wild, though. Well, hey, man, hey, dude, we'll fucking find out, dude. Let's do it. Well, let's let's hold up. We'll we'll, we'll keep uh, uh, preliminary here. Uh, I did read one interesting thing. Apparently, he did the screams for uh, the Scorpion King movie. Like, he was... (laughs) Like wow. Scorpion King himself, right. like yeah. The Rock, because I guess he, you know, The Rock's a pussy. I said it. Yeah. Um, but couldn't do the screams, and Max Cavaller actually uh lent his scream screams specific, not on his voice. Like he didn't do the, like the voiceover. He just did the screaming parts, which makes me okay. want to go. Wow, well, I should. <laughs> makes me want to listen to those specific parts. I don't want to watch that movie because the movie is hot garbage. I would watch it. Piece
2: of shit. I will stunt watch almost anything. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about the, the personnel, since we're kind of already here. So yeah. Max Cavalera, he does lead vocals, rhythm, guitar, a uh, bunch of other instruments. Like, he's he's cool with doing experimentation, it seems like, you know, like, yeah. whatever instrumentation he can get on a track he'll do. It seems like it's leaning toward more, like... Um, percussion? Yeah, percussion, it's, and then, like, stuff that's, like, culturally relevant to...
0: Right. Uh, Rothy. This album is... Percussion forward, <laughs> I love I love that aspect of it. I do too. totally, totally love into it. 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 Fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's it's I really 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 enjoy the progressive elements of this album.
2: Yeah, and it just it just works so well.
0: You know, it it really yeah. helps.
2: You know, like there's something to be said about Ross Robinson's producing technique where. Like, to the untrained ear, to the non new metal connoisseur, uh, I could see how, like, a corn could sound like a Limp biscuit, could sound like a Slipknot, could sound like a soul fly. Sure. But uh, it's all the little, like, details, you know? It's the yeah. notes you don't play, dude. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, and Did you just come up with that? I just came up with that shit, dude. Don't don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> no, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like a lot of the tribal drumming and all that stuff really... Sets in stone, what Soulfly sounds like, and there are yeah. later bands like only know that lean into some of those elements as well. Um, but I feel like it all starts right here, baby.
0: This album is tribal. I mean, there's a song on here called Tribal, but like he should get a fucking tattoo about that, dude. Dude, hell yeah, dude! I got like twenty to- tribal tattoos. <laughs> They're all it's
2: is literally the word "tribal" in various <laughs> fonts. Yeah. It's like wingdings. was
0: like an? Uh, wasn't there a? Uh, uh, like a clothing company called Tribal there has to have been I feel like there definitely I'm was. almost
2: positive there was yeah
0: mm-hmm. Um. they uh, they played OzFest 98 which to me cements them as like new metal because I feel like if you played OzFest 98 you were you, you're a new metal band
2: you are certified at that point
0: <laughs> certified new metal classic hold, um, on, hold up just a second this little kid is driving me nuts we got a pupper going wild in here He's going doggy style Bow wow wow Yippee oh yippee Bow wow Yippee yo yippee a. mayhem Bow wow wow Bye dog He's gone He gone um, The album was recorded At Indigo Ranch Which again <laughs> Is like
2: Going back to the biscuit Of it all Hey you know? man I, Don't you want to see like You know they talk about Making these movies Of like The time when The Rat Pack were together Just hanging out and stuff And yeah. like was it like the 96 Bulls or whatever? I don't know sports. But like, you know, there's some era of the Chicago Bulls that was just like, uh, can you right. imagine like making a movie of having all these huge personalities come together? Like and, just, movie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that type of thing. But it's like a group of people being like the highest level they can achieve in their specific field. Yeah. Don't you want to see that with like a new metal of focused course movie? I do. Like, who's <laughs> going to play fucking Mark McGrath in this one?
0: Oh, shit. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs>
2: fred durst is fred durst Chris is uh yeah, Chris... yeah perfect it's perfect uh ironically he does the mario voice throughout the entire fucking movie um and then of course donald glover as gino moreno
0: oh oh dude mm-hmm. yeah i feel like he would do that too he could do it because yeah. atlanta Honest... you, ever, you watch atlanta
2: uh i haven't watched the newest season or seasons but uh yeah first two were incredible fucking amazing they're on my list to get to for sure fantastic um but uh yeah what we talking about this band yeah this band let me talk about this band okay so (laughs) max cavallera he does uh the stuff i mentioned previously jackson bandiera uh lucio maya
0: this is i'm gonna let you this is gonna be problematic
2: uh look i'm the brown one that, yeah. uh, saying all this stuff <laughs> you're definitely gonna have to do this one. so he does lead guitar and backing vocals on some songs and whatnot um marcello d rap with two p's just to further fucking cement it uh that's very much a new metal name right
0: oh for sure uh, he
2: does bass uh, acoustic bass and double bass um which i guess is like the stand-up bass does that sound right you're the bass player
0: I don't I don't know if I don't know what that's referring to to be honest. I, I assume maybe stand up bass double I, I mean I don't know. Like I don't when,
2: know. I, when I hear double bass especially in the category of metal I think of like I think double it, bass drum. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then. But it'd be funny if he was just like he just went into a room he was sitting down at a kick drum and had the pedals only. There's, like, no snare, no toms, no cymbals, no (laughs) other drums, but he's just, like, sitting there and just, like, listening to the, the like, rest of the drum kit and, like, the (laughs) guitars and shit play. It's just the... So, So yes,
0: it is a a stand-up fretless bass.
2: Oh, okay, cool. So he does that. He's he's all up on the bass for this album, and even still, like, uh, what's his nuts from... uh, Fear Factory plays bass on one of the songs, so... You know. Yeah. Weird. You do as much as you can with what you can. And then Roy Majorga, uh, who I like a lot. He's the uh one of the drummers from Stone Sour. I don't know if you ever heard really. any of that stuff. But um uh, he's a really good drummer. He has an incredible fucking song on the Roadrunner United and it's like the fifteenth, maybe twentieth anniversary album. Something like that. Where they gathered a bunch of like Roadrunner artists. And they all like pick teams and they got like all these different artists to come together and make these songs. I'm really explaining this well. Whatever the fucking you. case. I don't believe you. He's an <laughs> he's an incredible fucking drummer. So I was delighted to see that he was on here. Um, now there are additional musicians that we'll get to as we go along the There's songs. A lot of additional but there are musicians. so many fucking people <laughs> yeah. that I simply do not have the breath within my body to no. go through all of them. There is a Soulfly wiki page that I found. And not just like through Wikipedia, there's like a a specific Soulfly wiki. wiki. Jesus Christ. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. (laughs) So people really want to like delve into the um, intricacies of this album because evidently there's a lot. You can click that link and go down the rabbit hole because there's so much going on with this fucking album. Yeah, it's wild. Um, So this is the first studio album by the band, the seventh album by Max Cavallera. The previous six were through Sepultura. Do you know what Sepultura means, by the way? In Portuguese? No. Uh, grave. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was something, like, cooler than that. that I it was, like,
0: a snake or something. Yeah,
2: I was thinking, like, tarantula, but I think that's tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, recorded at Indigo Ranch Studios, like you said. It's in Malibu, California. It's where was. the biscuit burned uh, down
0: in the God. California wildfires. RIP. God damn it. I know.
2: We, we've lost our identity at I this know. point, you know. Ooh, we should build a shrine there.
0: We've lost our culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I we just fly a flag made out of
2: like Jinko denim, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing
2: uh this album was produced as we said by ross Robertson with additional production by richard kaplan in what way i don't know it's on the wikipedia page so guess what it's regurgitated <laughs> yeah. here uh this album peaked at 79 on the u.s billboard charts but eventually wow. went gold uh, than i thought it would be me- uh, meaning that it sold five hundred thousand albums in the <laughs> u.s respectable um don't really have a lot of information on touring and support for it but they did and i guess it was good you know, it seems like Soulfly <laughs> yeah. is a well-respected new metal band. Um, they play festivals to this day and whatnot, right? Yeah. So, um... Seem to be openers a lot.
0: Never... Yeah. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even still, like, if you could support yourself by just, like, playing music oh, and do Yeah. It, yeah. I'd, I'd be yeah. all for that. This album had four singles. Not one of these goddamn things made it to radio, where we are, at the very least. Nope. Um, I... Like I've said on previous episodes, I listened to the Sirius XM like metal stations. Yeah. There's like a few of those. Uh I never hear a Soulfly song come on there. Really? But I did this exact same fucking thing for the Snot album. And then after we recorded that episode, I heard like Snot come on a few times since. So maybe this will summon Soulfly music. I don't know. Well, or at least something from this album. Okay. Um but uh, yeah, so the four singles were in this order, I guess. I don't know. Again, from Wikipedia, I can't be blamed for this shit. <laughs> eye for an eye. Um, Babrama. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> a lot of these titles. Yeah, uh, and then bleed and tribe. I, you know, it'd be nice if they were all that easy, but they're not. Uh, so I'm, we're gonna do some struggling today, ladies and gents, and non-binary people. Why we're just gonna you, do our best.
0: Why do you sound like? <laughs> The guy from Brave Little Toaster.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were going. Gollum. I've never seen Brave Little Toaster. Whoa. Yeah. Really. Blind spot for me. Ooh, I wonder
0: if it's streaming I'm anywhere. I'm so blind. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the guy's name, but he he did a lot of like voiceover acting in like the 80s and 90s, probably even before that. Did he, he do a lot of these. Did he do a lot of voiceover acting? Yes, he did. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that might be like.
2: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up for people who don't know. And this is just a little like life hack for you. Um, if you go to JustWatch.com, or even better, download the Just Watch app to your phone. There you go. Set up your preferences. Oh my god! It, you type in a movie title, it will tell you amongst the selection of streaming services you mm-hmm. have where you can watch this movie.
1: Pretty if it's cool. It's available.
2: It'll tell you if you can buy it. What the different vendors' prices are, you can rent it, those various prices, or if you can just stream it. Hey, man, hey, dude, hey, man, dude, hey, man, dude, we're I'll sponsored you, dude. by
0: Just Watch. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: wish <laughs> Brave Little Toaster in it. Uh, let's see where this is Brave Little Toaster 1987. Guess what? Not, streaming, it's not anywhere. streaming anywhere. No, it's certainly not. Why would it? I'll turn it for you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, uh. I don't know what that means. I, I I assume that means something
0: quite legal. The most legal. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch this movie in the most legal fashion. <laughs> um, Look at my winking eye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so on, I, I was telling you before we resumed recording here, but. Uh, You know, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to attack these albums and with our discussion of it and whatnot. And there's a lot of preamble, as we've done already, not only with the non-album talk leading up to the album talk to where we're not even in the music yet. Jesus Christ. But, you know, I I feel like talking about the the album title, the cover art, that type of thing, we can fold into the show itself. Uh, as far as like the, the band's sound, um, you know, from what I've read on Wikipedia, <laughs> again it says it's a, a shift from Sepultura's like thrash and groove metal feel. Yeah, though there are elements sure. of like groove that, that sneak into this. I think Cavalera is just going to write how he writes, and uh, you know it, w- it works for the most part. Uh, there's an incorporation of elements from tribal music, guest appearances from new metal and new metal adjacent artists. And uh, you know it has that Ross Robinson grit to it, that Ross Robinson classic
0: um, Ross Robinson. It
2: where it sounds like things are recorded live, even though they may not be. Like yeah, I'm I'm curious as to his energy approach. to them. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't feel like there's a click track playing, even yeah. though there might be. You know, uh, it just uh, you know the music really.
0: Truly, Aww. sounds alive, you know? Sounds like the music's just going to raw dog you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> ah, buddy. Put that hot that dog <laughs> right in my chocolate starfish. Uh, total album length is 68 minutes, three seconds. And um, uh, yeah, that, that's without the bonus tracks. This album has since been re released. Yeah. There's like three extra tracks on there. We don't have to fuck with all that shit. We're just going to no. do the original 15 tracks, which, if you go to a streaming service, is going to give you that 16th. Track, which is a hidden track, even though the hidden track song itself is at the ver- tail end of track 15, so you kind of get to hear it twice if if thine would like. <laughs> yeah, but it is uh it is on there. So yeah, 15 tracks full yeah. of funky fury, dude. You want to get into it? Fuck yeah, dude. Last day. So track one, we're gonna start with I for an I.
0: Starts off a little soft here.
2: I. Yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on this Brown real quick. Mode. But let's let's see how it kicks in here. I assure you the music is playing. Yeah, okay. There we go. How long did it take for that to kick in, would you say?
0: Um, uh, probably about uh, 16 seconds. Okay.
2: Because it is just like this low noise. Not quite a hum, but... Yeah. Uh,
0: it's just like... It's enough for you to kind of go, is something wrong? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You look at your stereo <laughs> I'm or whatever. Stereo. Uh, and then it, yeah, kicks in. Uh, so this album, or this album, this song has, uh, Dino and Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory on it. Yeah. And when I was,
0: I had it's listened weird for your opening song to have a feature. kind of,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. Like I had listened to the first like seven tracks on this album mm-hmm. last week, I think. And I thought, Oh, I'll get to the latter half eventually. And that ended up being like today. And, uh, <laughs> as I was listening to this in my car I was like, oh, man, this sounds like a Fear Factory song, forgetting that I already knew it. But, like, it just has that feel to it, especially on the chorus. Yeah. And uh, I like this song. Like, when yeah, I, it's good. When I first heard these first couple of tracks, I was like, ah, I don't know. I, like, this seems very, like, samey to me, you know? Um, there, there, it didn't seem like there's a lot of distinguishing features yeah. for what I was expecting from a Soulfly song. Like, it didn't have that real, like, super tribal element. To it, I guess initially, right. but you know, hearing this this course over again, it 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 gets its like hooks in you a little bit. You know, I oh yeah, I ended up liking it quite a bit more the second and subsequent times
0: hearing it. It, it is it is one of those that it's a grower, not a shower. Um, I can relate when you first listen to it. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick out some of the elements, but like if you listen to it a few times, it you it really starts to kind of grab you. Um, we're getting the we're getting the poppy snare. Oh, puppy snare! All over this bitch. Um, I love that. I mean, which is like a Ross Robinson slash new metal staple at this point, almost a requirement. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good song. I, I think it's I, I, I again I question like having a feature on your opening track for your very first album. Yeah, kind of strange. I, I feel bit. like there's maybe some other songs that could have been maybe would have been a little bit better. Uh, so openers, but hey, who am I to judge?
2: So, on the... Uh, I want to say Sepultura so bad. The Soulfly wiki <laughs> that I found uh, it had a note that this song, like the lyrics were initially directed at his former bandmates in Sepultura. Oh, really? But Ross Robinson, like... Ross Robinson's a little bit of a madman, you know? Oh, Which yeah. you gotta kind of imagine, you know, hanging around these super aggressive dudes. Yeah. It's probably gonna be just... Little bit twisted, but even he was like, uh, "Yeah, man, maybe like rewrite those lyrics because you don't want to go this hard after your former bandmates." And like, I imagine like tempers were running hot still because they're like the the bad blood. I yeah. I don't know how much of this is true or whatever. People can look it up on said w- uh, wiki, but you know, it seems like the shit that went down was like personal or whatever. But yeah, uh, Ross Robinson was like, "Yeah, dude, you should probably <laughs> rewrite these lyrics because this shit is." You're going to get fucking some shit, you know? So, evidently, Capital rewrote the lyrics last minute and uh, tried to make it a bit more of a positive song, and uh, so that's the the version we ended up with. thought that was interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, We're diving in, by the way, song change to No Hope Equals No Fear. Okay, cool. Uh, I will say this song has a very sick-ass breakdown, and I I mean that in all seriousness. It is a sick-ass breakdown oh my
2: god get your barf bags ready you ain't ready for this
0: um <laughs> real quick going back to eye for
2: an eye yeah. uh do you how do you feel about that being an opener because like it, it doesn't quite feel like an opener to me it I, doesn't. I, i'm not even really that big of a fan of like the intro to it where it's just like quiet and then um, like yeah but it kicks off with like a i can tell if it's like supposed to be a kick drum or a tom or something it just sounds like amorphous noise and then like it sounds a little bit awkward to me. I guess
1: it, it
0: is a little strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know which of these songs would be the best opener. I think "Bleed" could be a strong contender because as like the symbols and just like yeah. ramps up a little bit. Um, as for my notes on this song, track two, "No Hope Equal No Fear," uh, I have zero notes because again, did not have a whole lot of time to put my notes <laughs> yeah. together today. But um, this is another one of these songs where I thought it sounded a little bit standard at first standard like new metal noise making or whatever sure i, I kind of felt the the vocal um, performances on the verses were a little bit like ho hummy like not a whole lot to it doesn't seem like there's a lot to the lyrics but the the song did grow on me yeah later on and i was thinking about the title like no hope equals no fear like
0: i they guess they if like you're the like the shirt they like the shirts no fear, shirts. <laughs> no fear.
2: <laughs> now it makes it even more sense uh-huh. i like it even more 10 out of 10 song. Um, <laughs> but, like, having no hope in your life means you have no fear. Like, what's to stop you? You sure. know? Like, you have nothing left to lose. I like that general idea, you know? Yeah. This also seems like a precursor styled title to Slipknot's People Equal Shit, you know?
0: I was going to say this song reminds me of Slipknot. Okay. A lot.
2: There are a few moments on this album where I hear things where this reminds me of. Purity by Slipknot or whatever. Not saying, like, obviously Slipknot can't copy it because this album came out the year before their debut album. Right. But I was like, wow, I've been, like, missing out, you know? Like, uh, listening back to this album was a real revelation for me. And it's not like this blew my socks off or whatever, but, like, some of the stuff, this feels like missing connective tissue. Sorry. Oh, wait, here we go. Just the... Oh, yeah. The weird growl. Yeah. Oh. That is good. This is yeah. like... Fucking awesome. If you heard this live,
0: you'd be oh, nodding... Man. man. you'd be nodding your head off. <laughs> yeah. You'd be slightly swaying back and forth. You'd be like leaving that show. You'd be like, I got a daggum creak in my neck. A <laughs> daggum. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on here.
2: Yeah. This is like... But, man, it gets wild. This is, a, like, classic Ross Robinson, like, what is this noise? Yeah. Like, is this, this is just, like, audio fuckery is kind of what this sounds like, you know? And I like it. I, I, I like no, it No, it does. absolutely works. Yeah. For, like, you don't really get a whole lot of this anymore. You know, these days with music today,
0: <sighs> I don't get it. I yeah. simply
2: don't get it,
0: you know? So so that's No Hope People's No Fear. They're kind of... I enjoy this song, and I would encourage everyone to listen to it. Mm -hmm. But it kind of... There's some parts where it meanders a little bit at the end. Yeah. Which I feel like is also kind of a Ross Robinson thing. Yeah. It it, it, it keeps going for a while. Yeah. But the next song... Are you ready for this?
1: Yeah.
2: The only song I was familiar with before today. Well, hey. Certified banger. Certified classic.
0: Certified hood classic.
2: We should have put this on that... um, that disc that we sent out into outer space So aliens, yeah. if they find us They could interpret
0: A perfect it. representation of planet yeah. Earth
2: What is humanity? And they play the song, they're like mm, I don't know if I quite get it, but My head is a nodding Fuck See this like, yeah. signature Like, classic DJ Lethal, you know Oh, It's sure. like Warbly sounds and shit that's so funny. Not exactly
0: scratching, but like still using the turntables as like an instrument.
2: You know, he was part of House of Pain and it has that like that fluctuating high pitched noise from like yeah. from that, you know? That's kind of what I associate with him. Yeah, good point.
1: This
0: song is just uh, incredible the whole In- way through.
2: incredible. Incredible. Uh, this is the song that we had discussed previously. It features Fred Durst and DJ Little. Little? What is happening? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, lethal from Limp Biscuit. Is this Fred? No, I think this is Max. I had sent you a, a live okay. video of them performing this yeah. song not okay. long ago, and I was surprised as how little Fred plays in this. Like, he alternates back and forth with Max on the vocals here. Right. Just saying bleed. But, really, he kind of just raps on the bridge part of it and it's fucking excellent but i yeah i I thought that he he does give a really good
0: scream like an old old school fred scream yeah old school fred scream band name (laughs) save that save that Uh, (laughs) cut that cut that that.
2: shut shout that into an envelope and mellow to to us (laughs) uh evidently the song is a, a tribute to Dana Wells who was Max's stepson who had passed
1: away right
2: uh, we talked about that a bit on the Deftones around the Fur episode if you want to go check that out Herb, uh,
1: Head Up Head Up
2: okay. yeah and uh yeah this is my absolute favorite song of this album it's yeah. just I don't get tired of hearing it and then you get to this part like the song's been good up to this point but then you hit this bridge oh man it's like how could it possibly get better well show us the hold way hold on
0: to your buds
2: <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, up. okay. Okay, yeah, right. we'll, we'll, sorry, we'll do. We'll do. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. I'll
1: make you bleed, yeah, you
2: Good bleeding? Yeah, bleed, yeah. bleed, yeah, bleed,
0: yeah. bleed, yeah. Here we go. Get him, Fred. Ah, uh, that time. lethal it's part right there. Play. Yeah. They have, the, like, the, the 808
2: drum pads. Yeah.
0: Fucking precious. God, it's, like, clipping the fuck out.
2: Mm-hmm. It's fine. People They'll love it. <laughs> so, one part of that live video that I sent you blew my goddamn mind. And it, this was a part of the song that I would have sworn to, under oath to Congress, The like, literally every... uh authoritarian authoritarian figure sure ever which is this part right here i thought this was scratching this is max oh yeah i had no idea really oh yeah i was it blew my fucking mind dude i saw that
0: live (laughs) i was like what is happening man that is just a that is a banger banger of a song
2: banger and a half dude this is the only music video released yeah on this album. Have you seen Which, it? No. It's wild. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. What is it? Uh, you, you just have to watch it. Just touching each other, butts and stuff? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Here we are on track four. Tribe.
0: I, I, this is where the sort of the, I mean, like the tribal feel comes from. Oh, I get the name. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is all in Portuguese portuguese um well least like, so of this first part is here mm-hmm. uh but i love that like the the weird instrumentation i shouldn't say weird but like the the atypical atypical yeah. for for new metal instrumentation it, it definitely adds uh makes them stand out a lot more from it, if they were just like a you know bass guitar drums look if if we're talking
2: about instrumentation an atypical instrumentation Look, I know a lot of, like, music reviewers and people who are just, like, into music and people who are not us poo-poo new metal, right? They poo-poo the new because it's, like, not cultured and it's just, like, thrashing around. But what other highly specific music genre is going to give you bagpipes, tribal instrumentation, turntables, turntables, you know? (laughs) Like, all of these wild and very didgeridoos you know <laughs> trash cans trash cans beer kegs it's gonna give you all this whole spectrum of noises later on there's like chains that's like part oh, of the instrumentation yeah. that that max uses i think and it's just it it, it, was, it was literally just throwing shit at the wall you know yeah. just to see what makes a cool noise you know and, and fucking and rules yeah you don't have to perform it live necessarily but it's in there if, if you want to hear it yeah um so I guess this is, uh, Soulfly refers to their fans as being part of the tribe, you know? So this is a, a staple for their live shows. Yeah. Uh, and they play this more often than any other Soulfly song, except for uh, Back to the Primitive off their next album. So this is a one of those staple crowd pleasing songs, you know?
0: Makes
1: sense.
2: I like this part a lot. You're, you're plenty of that poppy snare poppy snap poppy snare it's one of the longer songs on the album too and it it's is. like six minutes two seconds long and you know that long ass intro was one of the reasons for that um,
0: Yeah. and i don't have a ton to say about this Mm-mm. um it's good yeah uh and, I, and, and towards the end he goes through a uh a lot of different tribal names um he just yeah. like, lists them off which is pretty interesting to hear because um, it's not something you would normally associate as lyrics just listing off tribal names but yeah. it's pretty pretty fucking cool yeah I think he said this is one of his favorite um, this is one of his favorite songs Max Cavallera mm-hmm. uh, yeah one, one of the favorite songs of theirs I
2: feel like this is one of those like call and response type songs you know in a live setting you know that the, yeah. the fans are going to go s- simply batty for
0: <laughs> cuckoo
2: bananas <laughs> do you have anything else on tribe or do you want to move forward uh, you yeah, can go ahead and move okay. forward. So we'll move to track five, Bumba. Bumba luck Featuring Los Hooligans.
0: Um, excellent use of gang vocals on this. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: I, I, you know, sometimes when we are listening to these albums, we kind of just like throw it on. We're busy doing other things or whatever. Yeah. I had this song in my car when I was driving around today, and I... Was delighted. Like, I wasn't paying attention to the song it was playing, and you know, sometimes you're just like driving, thinking about other things while the music's playing, so you're not like super zoned in on where you're at in the album. Right. But when it got to the chorus of the song, I was like, oh, it's Bumba!
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) it was. That's fucking cool. It's just
2: like, it's a fun listen. It is.
0: I will say, overall, the album, they could maybe cut a few songs out of it and make it just a little bit shorter, and I think it would have been a little bit better for it but it's not a real complaint because there's no bad song on here there's a couple songs that are maybe like trimmed back or something
2: yeah I feel like with so many of these albums it, it gets a bit indulgent you know
0: sure um Max uh, seems pretty pretty prolific. I mean, what did you say? Six albums before the six yeah. albums. Yeah, he, he was
2: like either the lead writer or the co-writer on most of those albums. Yeah, too. so that's crazy. That's a lot. Um,
0: I don't know who Los Hooligans are. I looked it up, and all I could find was like a '60s. Oh, this
2: here we line. go. Mario squashes Goombas. Goombas. Not head to this. <laughs> See this part, this guitar riff specifically, reminds me of a guitar riff in "Purity" by Slipknot. Okay. Of their first album. Um, it's just so wild to to think about like all these the the what was floating around the new metal ether at that yeah. time, you know.
1: Uh, so
0: that's Booba. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Booba, Booba. Great, great gang vocals,
2: and the the fact that they let the guitars die down and let it just be yeah. drums and vocals. Agreed. Fantastic. Yeah. I feel like Max Cavalera is a kind of a, a atypical version of a singer songwriter, in that like. You know, when you think about like a guy with a guitar, it's like an acoustic guitar. He's gonna like write every note of his song. He's gonna like just make sure it's filled with actual musical notes. Right. Whereas Max Cavalera is thinking about like as a whole. He's writing a music, or writing music for a band. Yeah. And, like,
0: here's what's he's gonna crafting a song.
2: Yeah, because he's had six other albums he's toured on since 1986 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And he knows what's gonna work in a live setting. It's like, oh, we're gonna knock out the guitars here. It's just gonna be. Roy on the drums. Gang vocals. The crowd's going to chant with us. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have bras thrown at us. We're going to throw our bras (laughs) at the audience. Booba! I don't even know what that is. I don't know what it relates to. Couldn't find any information on it. No. What that means. Who cares? But it fucking rules. Yeah. I love it.
0: So we're going to let this play out. Uh, Next up, though, we've got... One of my favorites, featuring, we'll, we'll just, we'll, just we'll, we'll let it get there. We'll let it get there. This
2: is the longest outro that's ever existed. It I know. Seemed like, <laughs> yeah. It seemed like it was just about to wrap up and you were going to hit that timing button. I
0: was hoping that it was going to, okay, here we go. First Commandment.
2: Featuring Track six.
0: The Chino of the Marinos.
2: From a little band called the Mighty Mighty I
0: Actually think this could have been uh, a good opener right here. Ooh. You're
2: right. Yeah, it has the little like tribal elements, you know, it's like yeah. you're you're wandering into a village.
0: With the uh with the with the crickets in the background. Yeah. It's a good it's a good uh atmospheric song. Sets the sets the tone.
1: Hi, I'm Jiminy.
0: And then that that riff right there, killer. It's kind of a spooky song too.
2: It wasn't until I listened back to this later today, because I knew Chino was on this track, but I wasn't yeah. picking up his vocal until like the very end of it, where he gets like quiet or whatever. Yeah. But there's like, like a call and response between Max and him like during the verses, yep. like this. Like that's there Chino. Right? Yeah. It's just cool to hear Chino, uh, like scream like this of course, I know. but like just to hear him be on a song like this because Deftones, at this point in like our reality, not in like the new metal timeline, but like in 2022, yeah. they're, they're very much like an ethereal type of band, right? Like the, the vocals are ethereal, the guitar work, the like DJ stuff. Well, all the newer is album like, is
0: it, is a lot heavier. I don't think you've listened to it. You haven't listened to no. it yet. No. It's, it's 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 much more of a callback to their older stuff, or callback. Uh, I love this part right here though, where Chino does this like floaty melody in there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely Chino. <laughs> where he's just like cupping the microphone. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: I love it, though. And it was in 97 when that... Uh, the last Deftones album came out, right? When uh, Around Burn? the Burr. I think so. It was in 97. Yeah, yeah 97.
0: it would have been 97. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. I'm glad that they... Like, Max went over to his side of the street and then Chino came back over to yeah. his, you know? I think that's cool. So... Um, This is another song that's like a tribute to max's son dana wells who died um it was in an automobile accident however guest vocalist chino marino of deftones believed he was murdered so despite his wrongful belief they agreed to collaborate on the song about his murder that shouldn't occur Uh, due to its lyrical theme first commandment is alternatively titled thou shalt not kill Hmm. so i guess so but i also read that the first commandment in most religions t- is not about not killing <laughs> it's like right have no other gods before me and that type of thing and usually thou shalt not kill is like five or six <laughs> down yeah. the line right so well kind of wild that is it takes that
0: maybe they're saying that, that should go. be the first commandment i don't know
2: yeah i so guess it, if they name the song like fifth commandment it doesn't have that does <laughs> it <doesn't> have quite <laughs> quite the oomph
0: and it goes on like this for a while. It's it's so good. I would I would encourage everybody to listen to it. But uh, maybe isn't the best uh, uh, music here. So use of our time. Yeah, we're, we're already pretty deep into this bitch. All right, boom Boom-ba-clap. number seven. Yeah,
2: I don't have much to say for this. I've have got a few notes. Okay. Uh, I like the song quite a bit.
0: I, I enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and I I just there's something about it. It's spelled b u m b k l a a t t. Which is just like. Boom clap. It, it, it seems uh, like an onomatopoeia, you know?
0: How so? <laughs>
2: in that it looks like a sound effect.
0: Oh, I see what but you're But it's not, okay. not
2: quite. So the song title was uh, originated from a Jamaican patois for blood clot, and it's uh, also a big insult to, like, if you to use that against someone. Means motherfucker or piece of shit in Jamaica.
0: So is this boom bak? When when Jamaicans say boom clat I don't. I guess I've never
2: No, you haven't heard do that? Do you
0: hear Jamaican people call you that a lot because Yeah, every day. I, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, it was a sign uh, that it was like a sign of respect.
2: I don't I don't have the sign, or the uh, uh, the wherewithal to uh They told like, me that
0: it means it. holy white man. Um
2: sure. <laughs> I like this, this part a lot. Like it sounds pissed off but also the, the vocals are muffled en- enough to where it just has a different intonation to it. Yeah.
0: God, the uh the percussion on this album is just top notch.
2: That's Roy Majorga, man. Hey man hey, that's the Roy seal of approval. You can hear
0: so many different like types of percussive things going on. Like it's not just a drum set. Like they're using all different kinds of God knows what. Like I'm pretty sure it's several points there's just like trash can lids being banged. Like it, but like in a good way. Like it just sounds like chaotic and like tribal like like a like a like a drum circle that everybody just showed up with like what the fuck ever and is just like banging on it. I love it.
2: We uh had some spare Capri Suns uh lying around the studio <laughs> and uh, we took straw out and hit it against a uh, little packet. It made a good sound. You hear it? Uh, yeah the, uh, I, I would say that bleed is my favorite track on this album but I think bumclad is a close second just oh, wow. because it's okay. uh, I don't know there, there's just a feel to it uh, that I like it really sticks with me I guess bumclad is a word that the like when he was in Sepultura they would use against rival bands in Brazil oh, okay. Uh, I couldn't even begin to pronounce those band names properly, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, hit up that Soulfly wiki for that uh, information. Yes. Yeah. Please do. Uh, any other notes for you on this one? Uh, I don't have anything else now. Cool. If you want, we can move on to track eight, Soulfly. Soulfly. So the cool thing about this one is, it's an instrumental, so we can just talk right over the fucking song without any interruption. Yeah. Fuck you, even though we do that on all the songs, but still, <laughs> yeah. um, so I think we
0: have to do that or else we'll
2: <laughs> yeah, we get nervous. DMC eight. Um, this is a uh, world music track that features conga, tribal drums, sitar, and soft bass drumming. I dig it. Yeah, I like the song too. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's a song that I would seek out, but I do think that this has fairly good placement within the album. It's like right there yeah. in the middle, like dead center, and it just has like a cool feel to it, like. Even the, it's got hidden, vibes. The, the hidden track on this album is just like that woman singing in Portuguese. Yeah. I think that again it's not a song I would seek out, but like when I got to the song, I did listen to it twice in a row because it's the mm-hmm. hidden track and then also its own track.
0: I think um, I think late night in your car, driving around Masturbating windows down, <laughs> Geeked up, jerking <laughs> it. Uh, no, it's got a vibe to it though. I, I I could totally see, you know, windows down, just just Got that, got that wind blowing through your hair. Um, really strikes a strikes a a, a feeling in me.
2: Yeah. Uh, did we say the name of the song? This is Track Soul Eight, Soulfly, right? Yeah. So uh, that takes us to the the album title itself. So this was related to the lyrics that they sing in Head Up by Deftones. That you know Max was on that track. Yeah. Um, did you look into this album title at all? Beyond that, I
0: feel like I've, I feel like I know it, but uh, it's not not coming to me right now. So, according to the Soulfly wiki, okay,
2: which has to be true, can't lie on the internet. Uh, while Max was writing the upcoming Soulfly record, he was kicking around different titles for the name. He he thought about maybe doing Soulfly, but also uh, calling it Fly High or Tribe or Prayer. Um, and it was Chino from the Deftones, and uh, he he met up with them to record their song, and they. Like kind of had the conversation, and they were like, "Yeah, you should just make it an eponymous title. Just name it after the band itself." And I think that works so well for this particular band and this album because it is an exploration of what that could mean. But also, like, if you just picked a random track out of this album, played it for me, and I didn't know what it was going in, I'd be like, "Oh, this reminds me of like Soulfly," without even actually knowing that it is that. That know? makes sense. Yeah. Um, So, like, to the the fans of SoulFly, this album is sometimes referred to as SoulFly 1, uh, and, yeah. I don't know why. I guess it's just to separate. Hmm, Okay. Like, if you say, hey, I listened to SoulFly, you know, it's like, what, like, their entire catalog? Yeah. Kyle, you just discovered SoulFly, you piece of shit.
0: This has got some heavy, like, uh, Afro-Cuban... Energy going on right here. Some uh, if people are familiar with um, uh, Fella Cootie, um, no. who I could not recommend more. Um, They're on the new metal timeline, so we'll get to that. I wish Fella. No, Fella Cootie. We'd have to go way back for that. Um, I don't think so. I really, I really <laughs> no. don't. I hate to poo poo your idea, but I really disagree. Um, I would. I, if, if you're enjoying this right here, I would. I would seriously go, go check out some Fella hmm.
1: Um...
0: Uh, listen to like "Woman" or "Zombie" or something like that. Um, they're oh, like by 15 the 15-minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 15-minute long songs because they would just. So, uh, Felicudi was he was almost more like a band leader where he would just assemble a ton of musicians and they would. So so, back when he was around in the, in like the 70s, um, and he was recording in Africa. Um, they didn't really have a way to like track stuff out or they weren't interested in tracking stuff out. So they would literally just start recording and they would record directly onto Wax mm-hmm. and they would play until the Wax ran out and it would just be one long song. Wow. And uh, mostly they did um, EPs uh, or wait, yeah. EPs are the small ones. Yes. Yeah. So, they, so they would uh, mostly do EPs and so they're about 15 minutes long. Yeah. And, uh, uh, <laughs> this really reminds me of Fall Out right here. Um, but they would just basically work, just keep playing until it, 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 the wax ran out. Okay. And then they would release that as an album. And so your albums were just literally, yeah, here we go.
2: Will you, will you pause this real quick? I, I still want to talk about soul fly here.
1: Oh yeah.
0: The, the song
2: from <laughs> the album by the band. Sure. Um, Wow, that's interesting. Um, and all this happened in
1: 1997. <laughs> that's crazy.
2: That's yeah. crazy. I can't believe they had wax back then. Um, so I guess this was just like a jam session, uh, the, the Soulfly track. Um, yeah, makes sense. The song by Soulfly on the... Um, God damn it. Uh, you guys get it. The instrumental. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, they were just like jamming around in the studio. Uh, uh, Cavalera was trying to figure out what the exact scenario was, but he said that he had just finished doing one of the heavy songs like Tribe or No Hope Equal No Fear. And then the guitarist had his acoustic guitar with him, just started strumming around, just kind of fucking around a little bit. And then Ross Robinson had the thought to just go ahead and hit record and let them jam for a little bit. And so that's what they captured and that's what they put on the album. So, and But it's like, it's very
0: good. (laughs) Like... the song is it's like good
2: yeah oh I don't know words Um, okay if you want we can move on to track nine which is um Babarama something like um Babaruma there we go that's what I said now this is a cover of a song I've never heard before how could I this is like a Brazilian song Jorge Ben Jorge Ben Jor like the spell J-O-R could be your, your. Could be or Hell yeah Featuring Los Hooligans Yet again Now This song Is about a uh, African Brazilian football striker And This chant was used to um, uh, That relates to him Like dribbling the ball past their opponents I guess I don't know what a football striker is. <laughs> I don't know what dribbling is. Like, I have a very specific reference for dribbling, which is like a basketball. I was going to say, yeah, dribbling but, was but basketball. But maybe, like, but... dribbling in football, which is, like, to us would be soccer, is, you like, it's just like kick pushing it. Okay. <laughs> and they would chant this thing. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Right. No. I, I, um,
0: I do dig this song. It's got like a kind of a bluesy rock vibe to it.
2: A little bit. It definitely has a groove that I like. And I like the growl of this bass.
0: Yeah. The gritty bass. Yeah.
2: I wonder if this song ever made it to like sporting events. Oh, man. These drums.
0: Sounds so cool. (laughs)
2: This seems like something that they could play at sporting events, like just oh, over the yeah. loudspeaker or whatever. You know,
0: work up the crowd. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. I wish I could like do this. Yeah. I guess he's not really singing, so. But yeah, it's got a, it's got a, got a groove to it. Whereas the rest of the songs have a, a more thrashy feel. This is definitely more of like a groove. It's a cover, so I mean. Yeah. Would you like to listen to the cover? Or the original?
2: Yes. Yeah, I meant to look it up, yeah. but I did not. So, I mean, it goes on like this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> People get it.
0: So, I put this, this is... on here. Okay. This is the original. By Jorge Bing. Jor? Jor? I don't know. I can throw my R's. Let's eat. He's like, hello, my name is George. All <laughs> right,
2: in. Man. I was expecting this to have, like, there's a little bit of a groove to it, I guess. But it's it's still it sounds kind of, uh. what does that remind me of? Oh, uh... Reminds me of some like '60s or '70s rock song.
1: It ain't gotta I think. Yeah. Yeah, those wow. are
0: Brazil has a, a really unique like blend of so many things. Oh
2: asses. Oh, uh, brother! That, that tall ass Christ that's in every action movie that goes to Brazil. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there's just so many different cultures that uh, are just so intermingled in Brazil. Um, like you see like Carnival or something, and uh, Jesus Christ, like yeah, Jesus is there, right? Yeah, he's there mm-hmm. with his arms, big arms. Arms Christ. wide
1: open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw. Oh. I cannot remember the, the, the name some claps of the to it. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of this, like, South American, Afro, Cuban um, sort of, like, influence, it's, like, a lot of, like, call and response, but, like, it's, like, participatory. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, you're clapping, you're dancing. You're not, like, just standing there taking in the music. Like, you, they, like. Hey, dude. What? You. Are the music. <laughs> Damn it! I'm trying to make it sound like I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> not, not working. Uh, Dude, you blew my mind. Uh, yeah.
2: That's what I'm fucking here for, but e. well, We can go to the next song. Sure. Um, so track 10 also has a very simple title to pronounce. Quilombo. Quilombo. Featuring Benji Webby. I think Webby W E B B E and DJ Lethal. Yeah.
1: Video games.
2: <laughs> so I think this was probably the one that you had researched, right? Yes. The the subject of this song.
0: So legal slavery was um, it was present in Brazil for approximately three centuries. With the earliest known landing of enslaved Africans taking place 52 years after the Portuguese. Uh, which were the first Europeans to set foot in Brazil in 1500. So, it it, it, it was a while. Yeah, it was there for a while, um, and a while back. Yeah. Um, the demand for enslaved Africans continued to increase the 18th century, even as Brazilian sugar economies ceased to dominate the world economy. Um, in its place, commodity crops such as tobacco increased in prominence. Um, but uh, it, it got it, it, The slavery got brutal in Brazil mm-hmm. um, uh, there was high physical exertion on workers especially during harvest season in addition, enslaved people were held to nearly impossible daily production quotas while having to contend with the lack of rest and food um, it got to the point where it was cheaper uh, for owners of enslaved Africans to work them to death and get new replacements
1: Jesus Christ
0: yeah so literally just commodities like not human beings they were chattel yeah um Uh, conditions were so bad that even the crown intervened on at least two occasions forcing plantation owners to give their slaves sufficient food damn yeah so the the, I guess the anger here is justified I don't know
2: listener you be the judge
0: he could maybe be a little bit more civil about it (laughs) fucking people would say shit like that I swear to god
2: it's not what you said it's how you said it (laughs) yeah
0: it was just more—I don't know—nicer about it. I would listen to him.
2: So Vinci uh, Webby is a Welsh singer, and he's part of the reggae metal band Skindred. That's him.
1: Yeah. Feels
0: They're weird to jam pace, to a song like this. <laughs> Do what? Feels weird to jam to a song like this.
2: Yeah, just from the lyrical uh, perspective of it.
0: Yeah. But this one is a banger. Oh, it's, it's a it's a good song. Yeah,
2: took the word right out of my mouth
0: about a very <laughs> horrible thing.
2: Uh, uh the the guy that it's named after uh was it King of the Columbo those I can't pronounce. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> pronounce it. Um but uh Zombie who is the guy you talked about right right uh he's considered a hero i don't know why i was dragging this off i got distracted (laughs) by the scratching the scratchy scratches yeah that's good
0: damn he's using an effect pedal for sure right i mean oh definitely
2: yeah but like Back then, it was a different Fuck. time, you know, you had these different pedals and stuff you could use, but it wasn't like custom built for turntables. They were just guitar pedals. Guitar pedals, yeah, for a lot of those. Yeah, it's uh, wild. But yeah, Zumbi was a uh, considered a hero, freedom fighter, and a symbol of freedom for many Brazilians, especially those of African descent in the country. Yeah. that was cool. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, None. there's a huge African they population. They don't ever Brazil. tell you about that when you're watching a Fast and Furious movie, you know. And that honestly, that's kind of on just a little bit on Vin Diesel. Wow. I'm sorry, Mark Sinclair. Is that you, his real name? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mark Sinclair. I mean, because like if if you're like Vin Diesel to the set, please.
0: <laughs> but then if you're like. Mark Sinclair
1: I mean, is It's that? not the
0: most It's not the wimpiest name I've ever heard It's not like Mort Salinger <laughs> Which I think is a real guy Durv Turvin please <laughs> To the stage <laughs> uh, Dingy Hoppus please
2: <laughs> Let's move on to Track 11 which is called Fire uh, This song Deploys several unusual instruments a Go-Go, Triangle, and Chacolho. God damn it. Why did I cut and paste the shit? It's
0: all on you, brother. Uh,
2: the song appears to be in the memory of Chico Science. Uh, could Such an <laughs> awesome name. I don't know if this is his actual name or whatever, but um, it's in uh, memory of him and his involvement in uh, a cultural movement that he helped uh, found in Brazil. And um, evidently he died in a car accident in 97 at the age of 30. Damn. Yeah. That's young. I was 30 10 years ago.
0: (laughs) I know. But we both started cultural movements in our countries.
2: This is one right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mine was called... Watching Justice League cartoon and smoking weed on my couch. Uh the movement colon <laughs> the movement
2: um, do you have any notes on this one
0: um, I put fire. it at three minutes it's a really good breakdown or a breakdown oh
2: yeah this is when they uh, interviewed a chicken on a CB radio really nah, that's what it sounded like oh, oh this one yeah and that your sweeping guitar goes like this: one, two, three, ouch, four, five, six, oh, goodness, seven, eight. Lay them straight.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I like that. The guitar goes just wild right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you got those big sweeps going in. So that's fire. Mm-hmm. Um, fire was fire, Nate. Come on, let me stand next to your fire.
2: This is track 12. The song remains insane. I put uh, this song is wild. You might even call it insane.
0: Um, Did
2: you read about this song in your travels and travails? I don't think I did, no. So, this song contains elements resembling both Chaos by uh, some band I can't pronounce. It's Portuguese. And Attitude by Sepultura. And uh, the song features Chico Science as additional vocals, I, don't I guess. I don't know. But, oh, my God. I got to this thrashy part. I'm yeah. like, fuck yes, dude. So what we've been talking about, then it gets sludgy right there. It's yeah. Just, it's all over the place. It changes up a lot. I This is, like, potentially the third competitor for being my favorite song. Oh, wow. Just because it's all over the place. Uh, I like the the changing up of the the times and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Damn.
2: But when we review some of these albums, especially like, you know, the Stabbing Westward one and, you know, some, some previous ones, all these songs kind of sound the same. And I kind of attribute that to... Not really a lot of time changes and whatnot. Like even on like some of the corn albums we've talked about, even though I enjoy them, they they kind of get into like one mode, there. right? just one tempo for everything, and I appreciate making it this far into this album where you have this fucking pure chaos happening, and uh, pure yeah.
0: fucking thrash, absolutely. This is like thrash punk. Like at this point,
2: <laughs> I'm here for it. the The intro to this song is in like Portuguese, but evidently it's a radio news broadcast talking about when Max was arrested in Brazil for accidentally stepping on the national flag at a Sepultura concert. Oops! And uh, some some uh, fans handed him a flag that had the Sepultura symbol on it, and when he was opening the flag, God, that poppy snare that was popping. Uh, when he uh, was opening the flag, he accidentally tripped and stepped on it, and evidently that is a violation of federal laws in Brazil to protect okay. their flag, yeah. so he, like, got in trouble for it, I guess. I don't know. I don't... I, there, that was, like, kind of the end of that little beat, so I don't the know laws if he, are
0: so stupid.
2: Yeah, like, we have a flag on the front of our house. It's primarily for my wife's grandfather who passed away. It's in honor of him. But primarily, like, a flag is just, like, cloth to yeah. me for the most part, you know? Like... Any type of symbolism, it is what you make of it, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. Some people
0: cling way too hard to it. Way too hard. They take it way too fucking seriously. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I guess fine. I'm not, like, mad at it. (laughs) No. But, you know.
2: And it's not like he purposely, like, stepped on this flag, you know? So, I don't know. Is this track 13? Or are we on? Twelve still.
0: Uh, song still insane. We'll go to the next song. Wow. So, did you hear the? Did you listen to the lyrics on this song? This is no, by the way. Track thirteen, lucky, number track thirteen. Now this
2: one has uh, the Fear Factory bassist on it, uh, Christian Old Wolvers, playing bass on this one. Uh, but no, I've not looked up lyrics for any of these
0: songs. Smiles, no no enemies,
1: no no I shit.
0: No redneck shit. I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll, I'll raise my finger when it comes to it. Okay. Listen very closely. Yeah. Evidently,
2: every line of the song starts with no. Right? <laughs> no motherfucking hootie and the blowfish. Wow. Wow. Beef. I know. <laughs> no Hootie mother. never
0: recovered. No bullshit. No slave ship. No motherfucking hoodie in the blowfish. Well, wow, no bullshit.
2: That's like, you know, everyone's bullshit. Everyone, what everyone thinks yeah. about bullshit is going to be unique to them. No slave ship. Which right. Is serious, like. Yeah, we on board. Yeah. not aboard the slave ship. That has a bad connotation. <laughs> but like, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And then no hoodie in the blowfish. No motherfucking Hootie No motherfucking hoodie in the blowfish. Which is weird because, like, in response, Darius no Rucker... shit. Darius Rucker responded back to Max, it says here, and he said, that's hurtful, Max, because... I only want to be with you.
1: <laughs>
0: Out. <laughs> yeah. Sludgy breakdown. That's so funny.
2: Did you catch that lyric yeah. when you were listening to it or did you find it by
0: reading no I was, I was listening to it and i was like hold on they cut your ear okay <laughs> that's funny man sludgy this is sludgy right here because he says no worship but he talks about god a lot but he's not not in a i've heard him say he doesn't
2: Wow, he says that multiple times. Uh huh. Wow.
0: All right. Um. Okay. Okay.
2: okay Max. <laughs> hey man, do you do you, brother.
0: He 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 has said that he is a uh, that he's like a spiritual person, but not a religious person. Oh, one of those. One of those guys. Oh. Uh, yeah, because okay. he thanks God on every album, I guess in the liner notes or whatever. Yeah. Um. And uh, but but then like at one point somebody asked him about uh, are you familiar with Mayhem the uh, I believe they're Swedish yeah from
2: the uh, insurance commercials yeah yeah Uh,
0: no you're gonna mess with Mayhem like me idiot I'm the newest TikTok dance (laughs) (laughs) no um uh, Mayhem the I believe they're Swedish Norwegian death metal band I like this part real quick oh the jungle part the drum and bass yeah.
2: I guess it's I guess it, base not jungle. I was going to say I guess it's jungle not jungle base. Oh, well. <laughs> so it's going over to your side. <laughs> jungle and base.
0: <laughs> um what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Mayhem. Mayhem? No, I don't think so. I don't believe so. Uh, uh, I, was it upon a me- um, anyways, they are the, the they're the I, believe, I think it's Norwegian. Uh, like black metal. Band that was like, um, to like late 80s, early 90s. They were the ones that like burned down all the churches. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, one of the members killed one of the other ones, claimed it was in like self defense, Mm -hmm. and like took a picture of it and they used it for like their album cover, like shot him in the head and like blew it
1: apart. And then, like,
0: another member like shot it, like, Shot himself in the head. Sorry. Well, let's well, pause this real quick. This is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Shot himself in the head. And I may be getting uh, a couple of these uh, mixed up. It, they, they were a band, like they were called Mayhem, and like it's an absolutely insane, like uh, thing all, all around them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, uh, whatever, I believe killed himself, and then oh, fuck, I'm gonna get part of this wrong. But like, uh, like. Another member like found him and like took bits of his like flesh and like cooked it and ate it and stuff. Like wow. they were a fucked up band. Like mm-hmm. fucked. One of the members was like so depressed. Um, he would like, um, like bury himself in, in like dirt mm-hmm. and, and like he would carry around like a sack with a dead crow in it and just like huff it because he wanted to smell death. Do do you think any of these guys Knew how to masturbate <laughs> oh, I no. felt like they needed to clean some pipes
2: And <laughs> then like to readjust them them pussy. Like, Oh okay okay yeah
0: <laughs> There's sure. a joke like oh you need to go touch grass These, these motherfuckers needed to touch pussy yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad. Uh, yeah they needed to Or just, just talk to another human being mm-hmm. That wasn't uh, a fucked up person like they were But anyways all <laughs> hey, that's gu- to say Hey
2: guy uh, what are you doing with that little uh, Sack of dead crow there <laughs> How about you put that down and just come Play canasta with us Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when they were burning down the churches, um, I guess an interviewer asked Max like what he thought about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm all for it." He's like, "But I don't understand why they're just burning down churches. They need to be burning down like mosques and temples, and uh, you know, burn down every like religious building." And then I guess he like later walked that back. But mm-hmm. uh, so so he's kind of a kind of an enigma a little bit where he's like seems to talk about religion and praying and spirituality a lot, Mm. but also like really, really, really fucking hates, uh, like organized religion, which I guess isn't that weird, Mm. but like, um, he seems to take it a little bit further than a lot of people who see that, you know, I'm spiritual, but not religious. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the name of the band is Soulfly, right? Right, So like he, he definitely has a connection to the afterlife and, and choosing to see his, his stepson as, you know, being, in a better place and that type of thing, which I, yeah. I understand. I don't, I'm like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in, in that stuff, but right. you know, I understand people's perspectives are going to be different from mine. Uh, even though I uh, violently disagree, <laughs> <laughs> violently disagree, but um, you know, uh, I, I understand that perspective just because I've heard it repeated so many times. I'm right. not religious. I'm spiritual, that type of thing. And it's like, okay, so you're just like half hearted, into it okay sure whatever
0: i think I, I used to call myself atheist i think i might be agnostic yeah um because like, oh somebody's read some grant morrison books well here you go here we go who the hell knows like like my thing is like who honestly who knows like mm-hmm. maybe god is just uh like a woman her thank you for maybe it's <laughs> Morissette. Um but maybe it's just like a like a giant machine working in the background like me it's not like a thinking entity maybe it's just like the mm-hmm. background mechanic machination, machinations of mm-hmm. the universe and I, I, my, my thing is to say like um if, if I say I'm atheist I'm saying like no definitively there is no God but also mm-hmm. like um, so I, I feel like that's maybe kind of being like presumptuous so it's like I'm not saying, like, I believe in a God. I'm just saying, like, I don't fucking know. Like I have no earthly... I, I, yeah. I'm i pretty sure it's not any of the religions that we have. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much say that for sure, for sure um, or, or to a relative degree of certainty. But um, but I'll also, like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, who knows?
2: Counterpoint. Uh, because I, I understand that perspective as well. I can vehemently disagree. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, still consider myself an atheist, but I don't truly know. None of us really knows what's right beyond this, if there's anything. Um, but the reason I draw that line in the sand is because until I see evidence
0: for it, sure.
2: Like, you know, this is where I'm at. No, you know? it's 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 a fair.
0: And like, I, I would, I would say I'm leaning on the atheist side of ag- agnosticism. Mm. Um, but, uh, Mostly, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, yeah, pretty much. That's, like that's I, where I'm at. I've exhausted myself thinking about it. Like I used to think about it so much in my like teens and twenties. Like, mm-hmm. is there a god? What is? What? You know, mm-hmm. and I then I you know in my twenties I definitely got like militant atheist. Uh, but <laughs> then in my thirties I was just like I don't give a fuck about yeah, any of this anymore. I don't. Same. So like I, I don't even care enough to say I'm atheist. <laughs> so, so, so I guess like I agnostic would be the closest thing. Is just like I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. know. And I don't really care. Who gives a fuck? <laughs>
2: um, I. Even though I don't like religion, like personally, I I think that it does some good for some people. As oh, long yeah, as you're not like, sure. you know, judging other people. Hurting so just keep people, it whatever. in your
0: own. Yeah, just
2: keep it in your own brain. Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't want to see like churches and and mosques and all that stuff burnt down. No. Yeah, I don't. Cl- shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Open up a dispensary in it. Uh, Hell you know, yeah, you know, brother. Like whatever.
0: Smoke it up, blow Re- it up,
1: inhale, <laughs>
2: I still remember that from high yeah. school. I've not actually ever heard the, the true song. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, you know, you can repurpose those buildings. You don't need to destroy something to...
0: Sure. And a lot of them are, like, uh, works of art, you know? Yeah. So they can be turned to community centers or museums or something. Yeah. I don't know.
2: The assisting chapel has to be knocked down. But also,
0: know, but. mostly, it's, like, in Norway, so I don't give a shit either yeah. way. So. Uh, all right. All right, here we go. Track 14. Uh, prejudice. I put Fear Factory <laughs> just all over this album.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that from this song, but I do... No, they, have, they, they, have I opinion. think there's uh, some members on this. On this one, on Prejudice?
0: I believe so. Let me let me double check that.
2: While you're doing that, I'll, I'll shit on myself again. Uh, when we were in, I think, eh, seventh grade, we were learning words in like English class or whatever. Yeah. And... One of the words was prejudice. Like, it was, I, I saw that written, it was in our, like, spelling homework right. or whatever. And I was like, oh, I know this word, prejudice. So, <laughs> <laughs> anytime I see that, that's how I read it.
0: Yeah, because this is a match right here.
2: This is Benji Webby from Skindred.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: But I do not like this song. <laughs> Like, really? if, if, if there was a the dial to, yeah. like, you could spin to, like, max enjoyment to not enjoying at all, I would go back and forth on this quite a bit. Right. Because there are parts of the song, like this, I like a lot. This little sure. groove. Oh, those vocals, I do not care for at all. Which is weird, because it didn't bother me when he was on that other song. What was that? Uh, Columbo, or whatever. Quilumbo. Yeah.
0: Okay, so maybe I was wrong about the fear factory thing on this. I
1: don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this is the okay, longest so track on the album. We'll Six fifty-two. Karmageddon. Carmageddon. I read this title and it reminded me of like some Mike Monster game? Truck Rally.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> thunder! Thunder! Thunder!
2: <laughs> but this is an instrumental as well.
0: Yeah. Closing track. I think on of the, these, these the video double. game *Carmageddon* that was in the nineties. Was it a video game? Yeah, *Carmageddon*. I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. What was it? You could just like run over people, and they splattered. <laughs> it was like just a nineties game that was like, "Hey, blood, guys!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Was this like uh, akin to a um, *Grand Theft Auto*? Like the old school version? Um,
0: or like? it was a, uh, it was uh, I believe it was 3D. Uh, which the original oh. *Grand Theft Auto* was like a top-down, like isometric kind—not isometric, but like a top-down, not 3D. Um, Top down hose up. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I lock. Like <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so this this uh, this goes on for a while. Yeah. Um, well, and there technically is the hidden track after this, of course. Uh,
2: of course, we won't forget. Um, while we're kind of meandering here, let's talk about the yeah. album cover itself. Oh yeah, which is just Max, you know, standing over a green background. Um, I guess it was a, it. a photograph of. Uh, Max standing in front of the one of the shores of Portugal okay. and uh, has his arms outstretched like uh, that Jesus fuller we've been talking about <laughs> and uh, setting sun in the background uh, it's uh, used as a prayer uh, I guess his like, arms being wide open like that uh, With
0: arms right open. used
2: to imitate Christ <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the alternate cover? yeah it's kind of like the same thing but like I read somewhere that that's supposed to
0: be his son. It looks like a '90s like, um, like shitty <laughs> like tech comic or something like. Yeah, because it
2: has the uh, the Soulfly um, logo over his like face, so it looks like a tribal like tribal oh, war paint. You know, Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, and it looks like Max Cavalera to me, but on the Soulfly wiki it said that it's his stepson Dana. Okay, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If what is true with that honestly i'm not that invested with
0: it it looks like somebody spent about 10 minutes um in like paint and uh, uh,
2: yeah not even photoshop
0: in, in 1994 in yeah it's
2: like i got this program called uh, paint.net i say
0: yeah the original cover i really i actually really really enjoy i think it's a really cool looking cover because it's like got that blue green tint mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just uh it's very simple but I, I i think it's really neat looking
2: i don't like it
1: Ooh,
0: you don't
2: No. Okay. It just seems very basic to me. It seems oh. like very uh, straightforward. It's fine, like it's not offensive right. in any way shape or form, but like it's just, it doesn't doesn't speak to me about okay. any of well, Okay. Fuck, like... fuck you, man. Uh, mm. I like uh, the Stabbing Westward cover way more than this one. Okay. And I Donovan Tart, <laughs> am going on record. Donty? Yeah, that's right. Um so this song kind of meanders a little bit. Eventually yeah. it will die down. Is this the version of the album that we're listening to right now? Is this the 15 or 16 track?
0: Uh, this is just the 15.
2: The 15? Okay. So we'll eventually get to that hidden track, which is...
0: I'll just skip to it.
2: Soltao das Matas. And it's kind of just this lady singing some song. And it is so pleasant to me. I like it. I like it quite a bit. And it's got this little crowd of people singing. Yeah. It's just... It's like oddly cozy and comforting and I'm not part of this culture but it yeah. seems like if you took a trip to Brazil you got off the bus and these people were like singing around you like this yeah. it, it seems so inviting and welcoming
0: it's I think that's I feel like that's the, the the approach to music that is is big in like South America or maybe more specifically Brazil where it's like like I was talking about earlier where it's like inclusive where you're like mm. you're encouraged to like clap and be part of the music even yeah. if you're like watching it mm-hmm. um which I, I i think is is a really neat approach to music as opposed to like uh a more like western approach w- which is like focus on like one person or a group of people and everybody like is there watching them present the music yeah um as opposed to it being like a group and, and that's kind of really what i think um maybe what music should be maybe we should take like more of a note from that, mm-hmm. which is like a uh, more participatory like for yeah. the, for the audience. Cause it's always fun when you're at a concert and like, you know, they, they encourage like, you know, uh, uh, what are the, not call back, um, uh, repeat, uh, Colin, re- Colin call call response. Colin response. Yeah. That's what I was like. Jesus Christ. Um, I know this guy,
2: me. his name is Colin response. It's, it can get confusing. Gross. Yeah.
0: Um, what? <laughs>
2: uh Oh, I'm sundowning. That derailed you. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh Oh, but yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's a uh, a feeling that you don't get in a lot of modern music, and especially a lot of heavier stuff. You don't hear a lot of like gang vocals and that type of thing, which yeah. I think is why I like it so much. It's it's uh, interactive in yeah, that way. Yeah, absolutely. Know, even if you're just listening to it in your earbuds um, with your best buds, uh, it's, it's <laughs> smoking buds, smoking buds, <laughs> watching earbuds. <laughs> 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 Uh then you know it's it's like it's still interactive. It's 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 it fires some synapses in your brain that's like, oh, this is I'm participating in this in some way. I'm invested yeah. in this audio experience. And
0: music should be like a joyful thing, kind of. Like not not not, not joyful, but like uh it should be it should you know bring it, it out. Like yeah. it should, you know, bring out emotion mm-hmm. uh, in some way. And I yeah. think that's that's where uh like the more like participatory uh, approach really really shines through,
2: and you know music being audible, it's it's something that's like a living art. Yeah, that's like you experience moment to moment, right? So it's yeah. it should be something that you interact with in that way. Um, so let's talk about uh,
0: our Sex, ratings, baby. Let's what? talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things that we're thinking. About this album. Let's
2: <laughs> rate it on strings. Little bit, little bit. So
0: seven strings. Where do we want to rate this? Do you zero want to Zero to first? seven.
2: Zero to seven. Uh yeah, I'll go first on this one. Yeah. You always How go first. It, oh my god. Uh <laughs> let's see. I I haven't really thought about what I wanted to rate this yet. Um sometimes I have an idea in advance and it alters from time to time. Uh on this one, I feel like I could give this what do we got? Like 16 tracks, you know, counting the hidden track altogether. I'd say this is maybe, I feel like this is a four for me. Okay. Uh, there's uh, a lot of stuff that I like. Uh, some of it is a, a little bit samey to me, but I feel like there's room to grow with yeah. it. You know, there's uh, a lot of things I discovered, like um, different riffs that I hear that remind me of albums that come later, uh, Slip Not being one of those those bands in particular. Uh, I love how percussive this band is, or this album is, uh, and I like the quieter moments. This, I would say, out of all the instrumentals we've heard thus far, this is some of my favorites. And it's not even yeah. heavy instrumentals. It's just, it's not bluesy. It's just like kind of folksy a little bit and pleasant. Yeah, pleasant. And but somehow keeps the tone of the rest of the album. Right. Yeah. Which. Doesn't seem like it should make sense, but it it does, and it's not even like when it gets to those brighter moments on the instrumentals or that uh, that last hidden track, even with that that lady singing, it's not sinister in any way.
1: Right. Like it would yeah. be
2: like if it were a corn album, it would be like <laughs> some like creepy slowed down like yeah. uh, nursery rhyme, yeah, yeah, some like weird record that would be slowed down or whatever. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I feel like this is a solid four. Like there's certain promise for subsequent uh, soulfly albums um, so yeah this was a, a, a cool experience for me it, to get to check this out
0: it is strangely positive for how dark it may sound on the surface yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah because it's inclusive it's about like you know he's got the song tribe like you're part of the tribe we are part of the tribe yeah um,
0: it's the good message behind the, yeah. the album
1: mm-hmm.
0: no 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 problematic lyrics other than calling out hootie my man <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: protect Darius Rucker at all costs <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. he, he,
1: he left
0: rock
2: he left rock to do country solely because like yeah. he doesn't even want to be in the same yeah metaphorical arena as Max Cavalera <laughs> you know
0: um so yeah four
2: from me where are you four, at with okay. this one that's yeah. that's solid <sighs> Because you've got more experience with this. Than right, me. I so do
0: have like, a nostalgic attachment to it.
2: Do you think that this album, after listening to it 20 years later or whatever, do you think it held up from when you listened oh, to it before? Oh, absolutely. I think
0: I like it more now than I did okay. back then. cool. I think back then I only listened to a few songs mm-hmm. and some of the other ones I just sort of like mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I want to say five, but I also want to mm-hmm. say like 5.5. I don't oh, think we're I could doing give half. It a full points. We're uh, going half strings. I know. I think now okay, get five. Okay. Five. We'll give it a five. Thank five. you. It's a solid, solid. I, yeah. Because I, I, I I'm almost tempted to say six because I really just I really just fucking enjoyed it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic listen. But yeah. Um. I also d- haven't listened to it since I was like probably like 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whenever I lost it at some point, um, because I only had it for like a few years, I think. Yeah. Um.
2: I feel like what you said earlier about it being over long like is very much a more is less type of scenario here. Right. If, if there were less tracks on this, you know, cut out some of the the chaff, uh I feel like it would be a stronger effort, you yeah. know. It, it, so, yeah. It, it gets a, a little bit far into the full album listening to where I'm like, I'm kind of ready for this to be done. Right. Even though like some of the what was that? Uh track 13 the song remains insane. That was, or, yeah, track twelve. Uh, I was delighted to hear that that late in the album. But even still, like, and eh, there's there's some tracks you'd probably cut out right. of here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like if I could do an edit on this, it would possibly hit a six. It would be like twelve
2: consecutive versions of bleed in a row, and then <laughs> yeah. the one with Chino, and then back to bleed to finish <laughs> just, it
0: out. Uh, back and forth, and back and forth, and we just kind of fade out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I think if I could do like an edit on this, it, it might it might bump up to a six. Okay. Um, but no, right now I'm, I I feel I feel happy giving it a five. I think that's solid. A four and a five from us. <laughs> yeah. What else do you need?
2: What well, we say nudist, you say colony.
0: <laughs> nudist colony. Hey, 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 yes, hey, hey. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? Uh,
2: I don't think so. Yeah. It's not any worse than the shit I've said. <laughs> um, so where is New Metal at this point? We kind of addressed it a little bit earlier in the episode, but... Not too far off. Uh, we're maybe a couple of weeks past the the pitch after and the Stabbing Westward, which did nothing, album, which didn't do a whole lot. Um, real quick, going back to Stabbing Westward, I forgot to mention this on that episode, but yeah. that was their sole new metal effort right? So right. they really kind of just stayed in the realm of rock or industrial rock going forward. So yeah. you don't have to stress about how, revisiting that Thank band, you know? But Jesus. also, I want to kind of amend what I was saying last time. I'm not changing my rating. I just wanted to put out there, I think the reason I rated it so low, because mine was a three, yours was a two, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think it was, as a new metal album, it's a three for me, dog. But uh, I think for an industrial album, it could rank higher. I don't know. I'm not super into industrial. I think like okay. there are a few songs I like from a few bands. Gravity Kills is uh, mm. a band that I love almost all their their songs. But yeah. uh, Ninish Nails, I, I like certain tracks. KMFDM, I only know a couple of songs, but about uh, the rest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's I just wanted to. Give a quick update on that. Okay, no one cares. No one cares. (laughs) Literally, no one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kidding,
0: kidding. Um, Yeah, uh, where we at? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna amend my uh, stabbing wester score (laughs) down to a one. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I hate it. (laughs) Really? Okay. Uh, I did not like that album. No, there was uh, some music musicality on there I enjoyed, but uh I just something about that album just really fucking annoys me. I don't know. Um, are, are you officially changing your rating? No, no. Okay, cool. D- so D- still two. It yeah. Okay, cool. Um so I think with Soulfly, um mm-hmm. as far as like the general public is concerned at the at this point, I don't know that it is is doing much. But I think for people who are into music, people who are into metal, um I think this is really like a like an artsy kind of approach. Yeah, um, and I think you you may be winning over some like more like pure metal heads with this. People who are into like uh, Sepultura. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you couldn't. I don't know how you could love Sepultura and not like Soulfly. Yeah, and especially I feel like those
2: Sep- first six albums, right? Sure, and mm-hmm. I feel
0: like they were they were very well respected mm-hmm. um, by the metal community. Um, <clears throat> and also i think it's interesting to 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 kind of get into uh more of like an international um influence having having like a like a not just you know white guys from socal mm-hmm. uh but having you know uh people who are from another country and from another culture entirely yeah. uh, coming into it and kind of uh, taking what's already been done and like what they've done themselves with, you know, with their own music, and then injecting kind of this new groove that new metal is is uh, carving out and incorporating it into their style. So, um, I I see nothing but I, I think it's just new metal is just growing. It's it's you know maybe not growing as much as like a uh, some of the more prominent albums, but I think it's becoming more legitimate. Le- legitim- Oh my god, he's named. Um, uh, it's being seen as a, 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 as a more legitimate um uh new style of music. Yeah. Um
2: real quick on the the international music of it all. I I totally agree with what you're saying. And yeah. I would say that for soulfly, it has a very obvious uh uh influence from a different part of the world whereas like yeah. even though pitch shifter was the first new metal band quote-unquote to make it to new metal proper you don't listen to a pitch shifter album and immediately think oh it's jolly old England in it. right it, it, like it's it just sounds like big beat stuff
0: yeah yeah okay uh, Um yeah for sure but it, uh and also you can make an argument that that pitch shifter album isn't most people aren't going to consider that new metal.
2: You know what? Uh, I don't know if you've checked the ratings and we don't have to get into it right now, but, uh, that's, that's been one of our better episodes. The pitch Shifter one. Really? Yeah. I'll huh. show, I'll show you after we, we get okay, off the air. Interesting. Here. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, it really is cool. Like it's right up there with the uh, Deftones. So yeah, we're, we're kind of like in a general same spot as we were yeah. with the, the previous two albums, but you know, it, it is having more obvious influence from outside territories. Um, Yeah, any other thoughts on that before we...
0: No, I just, I, I really enjoyed this and I wish, uh, I'm definitely going to be incorporating this into sort of like my norm, more, uh, like normal musical rotation. Yeah. Um, same. where I haven't, I haven't really been prior to this. Um, but this is going to be beca- this is going to become at least, at least quite a few songs on here are going to make it onto some of my more heavier playlists. Yeah. For I sure. I really, really fucking enjoyed this.
2: And it's going to be a delight when those songs kick in and you have those, um, those gang vocal parts. Oh man. it's, it's It's gonna be fun. For sure. Fun for the whole family. We're gonna have a good time. Uh so, listener, if you would like to email us, you can do so at nudispod at gmail.com. Not like at at the beginning of it. You know, like you know how email addresses work. <laughs> nudispod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudispod. The at symbol does play uh the first part there. Yeah. Um all the links for that bullshit is in the show notes, as well as the link to the nudist colony Spotify playlist where you can find all of the m- albums we've talked about today, in the past, and upcoming, where on the next episode of Nudist Colony, Ross, we're doing another self-titled album. Okay. I don't know how this is going to go. You and I, to my knowledge, do not have experience with this particular album. Maybe the band, I don't even know if you remember this band, but there's a band called Cold. Does that ring any bells for you? Uh, slightly. Slightly. Um, They had a few radio hits, Uh, kind of uh, circa 2001, 2002, something like that. Uh-huh this is not that album okay. <laughs> This this is the album before okay they had some radio hits so interesting so this uh, is gonna
0: be new it's all new in you in ew all of it okay all versions interesting so on I'm
2: the the scared. next scared yeah uh it, it could go any possible way yeah i'm going to suspect it's gonna lean more toward the emo route of things Uh-oh. but We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. So check that out. Again, all the links for all that bullshit is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, songs or dances, (laughs) reach out to us on social media, hit us up on email, and we would love to discuss things further with you. If you have any experience with... Soulfly or any of the previous albums we've discussed, let us know as well. Uh, We would love your input. Sometimes we just don't have an opinion on certain things that you might have an opinion on. Maybe we got something wrong. Let us know. Ross, anything further for you for this episode?
1: Hmm. Interesting. Over
0: on the horizon, I I see an enemy approach. Hey, is that... Oh, my God. Is that the entire band of stabbing westward? Well, I'll tell you this much. They can go and get fucked. Goodbye. Say, say what? Say what? Say what?
2: Say what? Say what? Say what, say what. Say what? Say what? <laughs> Terrible. Well played. M-E-C. Fantastic. Uh bye.